WWE superstar Charlotte Flair, also known as the Queen, and uh, listen to the Wrestling POV podcast and always do it with Flair. Woo! The debut of the Thunderdome. Who's Sean? This week's edition is the Street Profits and the SummerSlam. Well, what is it we're not supposed to see coming? And in the hot tag news this week, William Regal. Should he be the GM for all four shows? Or all three shows, sorry. Uh, and then a brand new edition of Wrestling POV Podcast. struggling a little bit there but because it was just too much shit <laughs> it was too much shit there was a lot of stuff that I had to jog into my memory and then try to put it out in words it didn't work <laughs> you, mean, you mean talk talk yes Talking? yes that's i was supposed word. to talk oh. and, and it didn't it didn't work <laughs> <laughs> No, we do have a lot of wrestling this weekend. Yeah. This weekend is jam-packed. Uh, we got a Thunderdome. We got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And the who's not and the whatnots. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus, man. I'm your host. Sigmund Freud's. Yeah, I yeah, know, right? I am your host, Tony Diaz, with Rick Serrano III and hey, our people. Uh, intern, Miguel Cole. Um, has Miguel been spending some time over with the Global Guys? I, no, he's <laughs> been in his room. And just like talking and then talking about Tom, I just keep hearing the name Tom over <laughs> so and over what again. What are they FaceTiming each other now? Is that I what guess so. Oh. Hey, excuse me, we're having meetings, <laughs> private meetings. I need to soundproof my room. It's ridiculous. You're spying on me. First of all, you have my credit cards, you have all my passwords. Right? You're talking about spying, <laughs> Mr. Rick. It's because you're my best friend. After Tom, after Tony, Jesus. after Elio, <laughs> after everybody on the planet, you're my best friend. Thanks, Miguel. Man, I appreciate that. You are that. the low guy on the totem pole. That's yeah, messed up. So. Jesus, man. All right, so should we go on with the show? Yeah, man, let's do it. <laughs> SummerSlam, right. hottest party of the yes, summer. Yes, yes. And, and then now let me ask you a question, Rick, before we start, actually. Sure. Now, yes. we have this, uh, we did this thing last week about... Um, Having the, uh, the rankings of WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, and Survivor Series. So um, you have stressed on numerous occasions that SummerSlam is one of your favorite pay-per-views. That you had changed yes, your mind. Um, with the environment of SummerSlam this year, being in the Thunderdome, which debuted it last night, um, how do you? What do you feel about it now? I mean, is it? Do you? Do you have those same butterflies? Or are you, are you hyped up for uh, this year's SummerSlam? I am not there yet. <laughs> I feel like I can get there. Um, the Thunderdome definitely elevates it. Um, again, this whole coronavirus and the COVID thing really messed up how we watch wrestling and just seeing SummerSlam. For what it was in the past, it was just an epic 
part of your summer, you know? It's the, you're going back to school, you're getting ready to see your friends again, but right before you go back into normal life, you have the biggest party of the summer, which is SummerSlam, which ends the summer. So when I look at SummerSlam this year, mm-hmm. it's it brings that excitement back. Okay. Um, the Thunderdome definitely does that. So I'm, I'm feeling a little bit of it. I think okay. as we get closer to the time <laughs> and maybe if I watch some SummerSlam <laughs> matches like the from the past, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just to get that excitement back, I think I could get back to about – 80% of the excitement <laughs> that I would normally feel. Yeah. I'm, right now, I'm about 50, 60%. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, see, for me, it's like normally I'm like when that Monday, the last Monday before any of those four pay-per-views, that's when I'm pumped up. That's yeah. when I'm excited. Um, this year, you know, obviously due to uh, the pandemic, um, I, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm like where you're at, I guess. Um, but I'm curious though. I'm more, it's more out of curiosity, um, this year because now they're doing it in the Thunderdome instead of the performance center where they had like, you know, 20 people there. And now it's a different environment. Uh, of course we'll talk about it more later about the whole, uh, Thunderdome, uh, during SmackDown and, uh, I guess express our thoughts on that. Um, a lot of mixed feelings. Uh, a lot of mixed emotions on the Thunderdome from what I've been seeing on the internet. And, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see where it goes, I guess. Yeah, that's it. That's all we can do. That's all we can do right now. Shit. All right, so this week's uh, Who's Sean? We got the Street Profits. Yes. This is, uh, for me, honestly, this is like a, uh, a softball. This is, this is the easiest this is the Who's Sean we've ever had in the history of Who's Sean. Yeah. All right, so go ahead, uh, give us your thoughts, and because uh, <laughs> um, I think we're know, all going to say the same thing. Montez Ford, for sure. Yeah. Um, he is the Sean of the group. Now, I will say this. Um, over the last couple of weeks, I would say it wasn't as easy because Montez Ford is acting a fool. I mean, he's doing yeah. a little too much yeah. if, for my liking. Yeah. Um, like, he's already he, talented. Now yep. he's going like, uh, what's the word? Uh, I guess uh, he's going overboard. He's going overboard. Yeah, he is. Um, and uh, it's, it's just like rope shaking. Put, it, put yeah. it this way. Yeah, yeah. You know, but put it this way. You know, let's just say my favorite drink is a Starbucks Frappuccino. That's my favorite. It's great. It's the best. And then I have it too much all the time, all day. I get tired of that shit. You know. <laughs> Yeah. No, so and 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 I'm afraid that's what's going to end up happening with Montez. He's he's already good. He's already I could see him in a title picture good. Um yeah. but like you said he's just doing too much to the point of all right, not all right. So hey, hey, hey slow down. Stop. Yeah. Stop. I already had a cup of the Starbucks frappuccino. I don't need three cups all at once. <laughs> And just to make everybody aware, we have no connection with Starbucks or their Frappuccinos. But no, Starbucks, if you do want to sponsor us, <laughs> um, just reach out to us on any of our social media pages at Wrestling POV Podcast. Um, we'll definitely love you to be our sponsors. Yeah, and, sure. And why not? would love the, the free Frappuccinos. Yeah, I'll drink them um, right on the air. <laughs> but back to who's Sean with the Street Profits. I think, like we said, 
uh, it, it's a it's a landslide for Montez Ford. He yeah. is the Shawn Michaels of the group, but Angelo Dawkins, he's part of the problem. You think so? I feel like he doesn't bring enough to himself to make him get anywhere near what you, what Montez Ford is. You know what I think it is though, because you just said that and it popped into my head just like that. I think what it is is that Montez is on a 80 mile per hour run and yeah. Angelo Dawkins is on a 30 mile per hour run. So when that you're you know what I'm saying? So when you're on this run so fast, so fast, you've seen this dude it's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, go." And then Angelo Dawkins is coming in at 30, you're like, "Bro, <laughs> come on over." <laughs> you're ruining this excitement. You're ruining this adrenaline rush. And no, I I totally agree with you. Yeah, I mean, it's kinda, even the way he like says, a "Yeah," almost like a Debbie Downer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got Montez Ford. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, no, you're right. That's true. It's like, and, uh, and we did see Dawkins have a singles match mm-hmm. like two weeks ago, and it was just terrible. Yeah. And it just he's not in good shape. Uh, no, Montez Ford is in great shape. Uh, like like I said, like we said, it, it's just slow down a little bit, brother. Um, yeah, you could be the 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 hype man on your team, but what? It, see, that's the thing. What is Angelo Dawkins on this team? He's not the hot tag. No, definitely he's, not. He's not the high flyer. Like you would think he would be the. Can we call him a powerhouse? Yeah, but can we call him that? I don't know. See, he doesn't even look he like a powerhouse. Look like a, but he's he is a big guy though. I think he's yeah, what, like but six, he's six not, or something like that. He's like six, 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 seven. He's a big boy. He's not developed as in physicality. Like his muscles are not toned. There's he, nothing. The gear is bad. Yeah. He wears these baggy shorts. Yeah. I don't know. This one is tough as far as, you know, trying to describe him because of the simple fact that he, he would resemble a powerhouse but doesn't have the features, I guess, of a powerhouse. Yeah. You know, it's just... Montez, he's he's the hype. You can tell he's the straight up hype guy. He's he's, I don't know. To me, and I hate to say this because Angel Dawkins is a talented wrestler. He's got a long way to go. But for me, he's like the the hype guy for Angel uh, Ford Montez Ford Montez. Now, like, and not what, doing a good job like, of it. <laughs> what what could he do? Like, what can Angelo Dawkins do to elevate himself? Because it feels like. When we do these things with the tag teams and we're like, well, that one guy is the star. How can somebody elevate themselves so that they can resemble their tag team partner? Because right now, it's a runaway train for Montez Ford. Just like with Otis and Tucker. Mm. What can Tucker do to elevate himself? You know, because Otis is obviously the star of the tag team. What can Tucker and Angelo Dawkins do to elevate themselves? Because right now... They're doomed. Yeah. Like when once they like, oh, yeah. all right, we're gonna split up the street profits. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be done with heavy machinery. They're going nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Where else can work? What can they do to still make themselves um, uh, relevant? El- yeah, and that, that's a that's a tough tough question to to answer because of the simple fact that you get you got Montez Ford or you got Otis that are um, very animated. Okay. Yeah. Not the fact that they're great wrestlers, 
but they are very animated to the point of uh like let's just you know we're coming up on an election and you we want to hear you the speech and if it's just a one-liner where the monotone is just flat you're not really going to be interested. But then if you got somebody like, yeah, we're going to do this and that, and they're hyped about it. You know, they make you hype. It's like, wow, wow, okay, yeah, now I'm listening. So what can they, these guys do to make themselves somewhat relevant, somewhat uh, catchy? Uh, I don't know. Give themselves more years as Give, it takes. Exactly. Just like, exactly. Please, but, please. but if the rumors are true... Uh, about with Otis, because obviously we just said it. Uh, Vince is really high on Otis. He sees him as a single star and all this other stuff. But Otis is like, I want to stay in this tag. I like this tag. It's a good tag team. Give us a chance. Let us keep progressing. Let us keep growing. And for me, it's kind of like he's saving Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> Does it? I, he said it. He's literally said that on interviews that. He doesn't. He's not interested in the singles run because he likes his tag team. He likes being in the team. He likes that that the the camaraderie, the group, and stuff like that. He's said that uh, publicly. So is he really saving Tucker's job? Because if he went solo, you're absolutely right. Tucker's job would be in jeopardy. Because what else does he have? What yeah, kind of gimmick? Dawkins. Would, what what kind of gimmick? What, but you know what? Could he do? Between those two. I will say this. I think Tucker's got a better chance to reinvent himself than Angelo Dawkins does. Absolutely. Angelo Dawkins, that's tough. That is tough. He's low, yeah. Unless unless he does something with the Hurt Business. I I was going to say that. But he can't talk. Right. No. (laughs) He can't talk. He's like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, no, dude, no. You just ruined the Hurt (laughs) Business. Um, No, he cannot talk. If he were to be in the hurt business and just kind of be like not a hired gun, but um, I don't know, like a just bodyguard, an extra hand, bodyguard, just an extra hand, maybe yeah. if that, <laughs> um, not the bodyguard, but the the guy that's watching their back, I guess. The guy that takes the pin. <laughs> oh shit, that's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> um, now Tucker, on the other hand, since we bringing him up, I can see him more like in the fiend. Type minion role. Okay. Um, I, I for me, I was seeing like a cowboy esque kind of thing, like uh, or like a what? What were those guys? The Godwins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like something like that, southern like a blue collar, southern thing. boy. Yeah, but he he's yeah. too much of a city man to be doing that. And that that was a problem with uh, Luke Harper, Brody Lee. They were trying yeah. to make him into that, and he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. He said in, in interviews that he just could not do it. He couldn't do that accent, that that New Orleans swamp accent that Vince wanted him to do. Because he's like, I'm from New York. <laughs> and you want me to do this? He goes, I can portray the character, but don't ask me to do that type of accent because I can't do it. I just can't. And if it goes about his talent, who knows? But even still... If he was not comfortable with it, then it kind of hurts the gimmick a little bit. Um, he didn't talk that much anyways as Luke Harper. But you can see the difference, though, with him going into Brody Lee. And when you hear him talk, it's you can tell he's more comfortable yeah. with that than he was when he was Luke Harper. Um, 
Otis, on the other hand, or Tucker, I don't think he that type of role would fit him because he is too much of a city boy. Uh, I don't think a cowboy would work for him. I don't think construction that, worker, um, a construction <laughs> worker, yeah, working man, man's man, yeah, he can be the new William Regal of that era. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I think I think more for some reason I see more of like the Aleister Black fiend type gimmick between in th- that kind of side, uh, the dark side. Okay, uh, but as a heel, not a face. I think if he yeah. turns into a heel, I think it would definitely work. Same I thing got with it. How about like a Midian? Yeah, yeah, like, like a Midian. Yeah. Okay, like the, yeah. and somebody like that, and uh, that was just way off his rocker. Um, but he was still intimidating enough to where he did get some wins. But he would be the fall guy if he were to be in a group like that. A solo yeah, run, sure. I can definitely see it. I can, I, I something like that would work. Um, now back to the street profits. Again, Montez Ford is the Sean out of the group. I think that's kind of unanimous. Um, <clears throat> um, yeah, um, according to our poll, uh, 92% voted for uh, Montez Ford. Wow. 8% said Angelo Dawkins. I feel like that was Angelo Dawkins, his wife, <laughs> and his kid. And his children, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, that's terrible. Sorry, terrible. But it, this is the most lopsided one is, we've had. This is. We had some close ones, but this one here is is, is pretty much lopsided. Um, yeah, so if anybody else wants us to do another Who's Sean or somebody that we haven't talked about, drop us a line on our Facebook page. And um, sure. we'll go from there. We'll talk about it in next week's show. So uh, now on our other Facebook uh <laughs> what will we never see coming at this year's SummerSlam? Um, the, they've been saying this for the, for about a month now yeah. during Raw, during SmackDown. I think they even did it in NXT. They kept on saying you'll never see it coming. So obviously it's a hook, line, and sinker. I'm going to tell you that much because everybody's yeah. like, all right, what the fuck they're talking about? Um before I read these comments, Rick, what do you think that we will not see coming? <laughs> There's just so many options. There's so many yeah, different ways you can go with this. Um, what can I never see coming? I, uh, I'll i never see that Bailey and Sasha walk away with both belts. Mm. I, I don't know. Like That's something I, I wouldn't yeah. see coming. Well, we discussed I mean, it I last like, week about the fact that yeah. one of them is going to lose. <laughs> yeah. Sasha just made it to 100 days. As a five-time champion, combined, Jesus is a hundred days. Jesus. Bailey is going on three hundred and fifty days Come as champion. So yeah. <laughs> it's like that's messed up. What what the hell, Sasha? So it's just like I'll never see that coming. If Sasha walks away with the title and Bailey, and Bailey walks away with the title, oh, well, like both if they them? both walk away with the title, I'll be like, wow, I never saw that coming. <laughs> if Alexa Bliss, uh. Stays babyface and Braun stays babyface. I'll never see that coming. I think Alexa's gonna turn on Braun. That's what I thought. Yeah. But if she stays babyface, I'll never see that coming. Yeah. Uh, Randy Orton losing. I'll never see that. <laughs> There's just so many things. Well, Rick Flair the, uh, coming yeah, into ring, turning. but siding with Randy yeah. still. Like and, there are so many swerves that they can yeah. pull. Like this is like it. it it's. It's it's what you know what it's one of those things that's elevating my excitement for SummerSlam because <laughs> this is the first time where it's like, 
well, this is predictable. Yeah. Like Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Obviously, Sonya wasn't getting her head shaved, but wait. Yeah. Now someone's going to lose their job. (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen. So uh, if I have to pin it down to one thing that I've never seen coming, I'm just going to say the simplest thing is I'm never going to see Prince Mysterio beating (laughs) Seth Rollins. What? (laughs) I I don't see that coming. I don't see it happening, but it could. Mm -hmm. Or or Dominic uh, turning against Ray. Yeah. Uh, Never see that coming. Well, his dad wouldn't see that coming because his peripherals yeah, all messed up. He's got one eye. Poor guy. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, for me, I honestly, I think this whole catchphrase of "you'll never see it coming," I think it has a lot to do with retribution. Okay. Um, if you notice, and it's not really a spoiler, if you haven't watched it, Jesus Christ. Um, uh, and even you hinted it about the Miz. Uh, yep. being might be the head of it. Uh, last night, even last night on SmackDown, there was a little bit of a hint because uh, during the whole Retribution uh, invasion, um, the Miz was the last one to come out, and they made sure they showed the Miz being the last one out. Um, I don't. I think that might be a swerve because if they're showing us blatantly. And if yeah. they really think that we ain't going to catch on to that this early, then they're really insulting our intelligence. But for me, if they're really showing the Miz during this whole retribution thing and trying to make us think, oh, the Miz is part of it, the Miz is part of it, and then boom, something else happens that it wasn't. Morrison or it's something. It's Morrison, <laughs> right? Um, I don't know. I think it has to do with retribution. Um for me, if they do go the route that, yeah, the Miz is the one, then it's a big slap in the face, in my opinion. But they have to, something big has to happen in order for this catchphrase that they've been using that you'll never see this coming for, you know what I'm saying? It Something's big well, got to happen. Yeah, I mean, well, let's look at it. The horror show. Did it live up to his name? It, I mm, mean. True. It, I mean, you had I pop out yeah. um the swamp <laughs> yeah swamp match it mm-hmm. just, just was it really scary was it, was um, it really scary <laughs> it did not live up to his name <laughs> hopefully this one can live up to his name i mean I, this seems to be a, like a new thing that they're doing um, now i will say this being that you mentioned that i will say this though if they only do one thing and then to make me say well yeah no i didn't see that coming I will be disappointed. This whole show better be I did not see that coming at all with everything. Everything. Damn it. <laughs> Angelo Dawkins turns on Montez Ooh, Ford. Now says, that I would not see I'm coming. I'm Sean. Uh, that I will not see coming. It would be interesting, too. Um, no, the, the whole damn show. The whole damn show better be damn. I didn't see none of that coming. Tony wants to go 0 for for his predictions for SummerSlam. That's what he's saying. Pretty much. He's saying he wants to get every single every pick that he has has to be wrong for him to enjoy this show. Thank you. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. But again, like I said, I think it has a lot to do with retribution. Um, okay. I think it it might have to do with something with Bray and Braun and Alexa Bliss. And um, 
maybe Bailey and Sasha yeah. that match too. But we've we've been seeing that coming for a long time. We've just been waiting for it to mm-hmm. pop off. But what if it was the opposite? Because everybody thinks Sasha is going to be the one to turn on Bailey. But what if it's no, Bailey it, the one turning it's on Sasha? Definitely, I I see it as Bailey because Bailey's heel run is too good to mm-hmm. turn her back. But what I'm saying is, would you be shocked, or would you just would you say to yourself, "Wow, didn't see that coming"? If Bailey's the one that attacks Sasha and Sasha is the baby uh, face. Uh, no, or screws really. over Sasha or whatever. I don't know. Uh, there's, there's a lot of things out there that could happen in this SummerSlam. And it's like I said, it better not just be one damn thing. Because <laughs> let me tell you, I tell you this much. The internet will blow the fuck up if it's just one little thing that happened and everything and else. And it was, was the RKO out of nowhere and shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, didn't see that coming. <laughs> and Michael Cole will say that. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> oh, what no. if? What, you know what? I would not see coming, and this is gonna be a kind of like a funny pun. If John Cena was the leader of Retribution. <laughs> wow. Wow. Seriously, we did wow. really didn't see that coming, did we? Because <laughs> we you can't, can't see, see me. <laughs> Miguel, you're not so you're you you're just done with the soundboard, right? Because yeah. Tony just said a, a horrible joke, and you're just—I think he liked there. it. Um, I, I'm sorry. What were you guys saying? I'm chatting with Tom. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So Elio Canella from Wrestling POV Global. He said Alexa Bliss debuts at Sister Abigail. It's time already. They've been referencing uh, the character since the Wyatt family debuted on the roster. That is true. Yeah, um, you did. know, Eric Rowan was on a podcast recently, mm-hmm. and uh, they were asking him about the whole Sister Abigail thing, and he's like, it was never supposed to be a person. So, like, every time they said that Sister Abigail's coming, it was never going to be anybody. Oh, really? It's supposed to be, like, an entity. And remember when Bray Wyatt was doing the Sister Abigail thing, mm-hmm. he just put makeup on his face, and it was just like, he's Sister Abigail. <laughs> so that's what it was supposed to be. It was just like... Sister Abigail was an entity. So if they change it now to actual person, then now Alexa Bliss would be my vote for it to be. Yeah. I think she would fit in perfectly for mm-hmm. that role. That's true. Uh, TJ Logan, the other member of our uh, wrestling POE global crew, he says, I think while Elio Canella is right about the debut of Sister Abigail, I believe it will actually be Nikki Cross. Mm. That I would not see coming. <laughs> I wouldn't see that coming. I mean, the thing is, it was kind of like like her little promo she did on SmackDown last night was a little like weird because it's just like, everybody that comes across the fiend is a little bit different. And it's just like, all right, Nikki, we know. It's did true. you come across the fiend? Did you? Hmm? <laughs> I don't. And you know what? I, like, one thing, I, like, I hate to be picky, but I, like, when I see these interviews, mm-hmm. um, I noticed something with Nikki Cross. Her nostrils are not um, uniform. It's like <laughs> one's a little lopsided. Jeez, like, Rick. I know I'm the <laughs> one that's picky about the little things, but that's extreme. <laughs> it was just like, it was just like I, I just saw it and I was just like, oh. Her nostrils are not the same. Okay. <laughs> not that it's a bad thing or anything. I just noticed it. But so, what about the thought, though, what uh, TJ just <laughs> said, though? Would, would Nikki Cross throw be a little curveball that she's the one that's really Sister Abigail? 
She would be a curveball. I don't think she would be a good sister, Abigail. The thing is, you know, and my, and my wife mentions this a lot. She loves Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. She thinks that Alexa Bliss plays her roles perfectly. Like, they're believable. And, you know, I had to sit down and really watch Alexa. And I'm like, you know what? When Alexa's scared, you can tell she's scared. When yeah. she's angry, you can tell she's angry. When she's happy, you can tell she's happy. Mm-hmm. When Nikki Cross, I don't think she could turn that on. And if Sister Abigail has to talk... I don't want to hear Nikki Cross. Like she might not. I talk. feel like that's true, but I feel like Alexa Bliss brings this attitude and this. You know, when Alexa Bliss talks, it, it, and I know maybe this may be blasphemous, but when Alexa Bliss talks, it's like a Jake the Snake promo. It's like you want yeah, to listen blasphemous. to what she has to say. I know. <laughs> you just wanna. You just wanna listen to what she has to say. Not mm-hmm. saying that she cuts a great promo or anything. It's just that she gets your attention, whether it be with facial expressions mm-hmm. or the way she's delivering her messages. Okay. You wanna listen to what she has to say. So yeah. yeah okay. A little blasphemous, but a little yeah, bit of yeah, a little that, bit that of sensible very, very stuff blasphemous. in there. <laughs> um, but no, well, I, the way they treat Jake the Snake at AEW, <laughs> it, it's it's diluting his his uh momentum he's ever had <laughs> jesus Who, me? all right so uh, but i do agree with you though i think um i think alexa bliss would be a better fit for the sister abigail character than nikki cross even though i think nikki cross can do it but she, the thing of it is her whole attitude would have to change and she can't talk she shouldn't be talking yeah. um but then that kind of ruins the sister abigail itself because you want to hear what Sister Abigail is saying. You want to know if Sister Abigail is the one that's, um, I guess, uh, the playing the mind games with Bray. So you have to have Sister Abigail talk. Alexa Bliss, on the other hand, she would have to go through a big transformation to make this character work. Example, her hair. She's going to have to dye that either really jet black or some kind of wild looking color. I think it has to go with black because she's like the blonde with the, you know, the the, the pink and the yeah. purple, uh, Harley Quinn-esh. Um, so, yeah. She, the hell? <laughs> so she would. The fiend. The fiend, right? <laughs> so she would have to do a dramatic. I mean, like the makeup. Is, is she going to OD with the makeup or. Put less makeup on to, to make her look ghoulish or whatever. I mean, what is the description of a Sister Abigail to you? For me, it's like she just came out of a swamp. Yeah. Like the hair has to be all what's, greasy what's and What's that wet. movie? No, The Ring. Would the it, Ring, uh, yeah. Would it have to be I, like that? I was thinking about it. Something just like that. Okay. Absolutely. And, and like how Bray Wyatt did it. He had like the, like this little net yeah. around his face yeah. and stuff like that. Like, like I'm, I'm for that. Yeah, like she, I think she would be great for that. And also, if, if, listen, people, if we ever have a Sister Abigail, Bray Wyatt better be writing those promos for Sister yes. Abigail. Yes. Like, no one else can write promos yes. for him or for her, for but, sure. But then again, like I said, or like you said, too, with with um, Alexa, Alexa, yeah, Alexa Bliss, <laughs> if she's the one doing this character, um, I think she would knock it out the park. Because she can talk. Yeah. I agree with you. Nikki uh, Nikki Cross, she can't talk. She just can't. It's not there. The character, though, she can do very, very well. But yeah. you're right. Once she talks, it's going to be like, ew, 
No. It's like Scrooge McDuck talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Holy shit. Unreal. So, all right. Well, uh, we went uh, in a little bit extreme with that one. Um, but, yeah, again, if you guys have anything you want us to talk about on our Facebook page, throw it on our Facebook page, and uh, it'll either become a hot tag news or it will be just a Facebook poll, and uh, we'll let the people decide. So um, you guys have free reign. Ask away. Do whatever you want, either for us or the global guys. Don't matter. So, uh, yeah, it's time for the uh, wrestling news from around the world. Take it away, Rick. All right, before we do that, let's get into some birthdays. Yahoo! All right, Apollo Crews turns 33 years old. Really? Yeah. Okay. And you know, I turned 33 this year, and it's just like <laughs> looking at Apollo Crews mm-hmm. on TV, United States champion, yeah. muscles, a nice beard, <laughs> you know. And then I look at myself sitting at home watching him, and I'm just like. With a beard, no muscles. With a beard, no muscles, no championships, no paychecks like that. Not working for the WWE. It's just, yeah. You have to reevaluate yourself. Mr. Rick, step out of it. Step out of it. Sorry, I went went to a dark place. Uh, Big Cass turns 34 years old. Oh, really? A year older than you. Yeah. So you should compare but yourself I, I, to that. Uh, yeah, to him yeah. Of, so I, I, I feel a lot so better now. Is, so you should feel a lot better. I feel, I feel a lot better now seeing that. Um, I can hear it I in your voice now. <laughs> You're chipper. Like, big ass. <laughs> he, he's a year older and a year more fucked up than I am. Um, but happy birthday, big ass. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Pac. Turns thirty four years old, and then that that, that feeling comes well, back. It came, where, yeah, yeah. It went up, yeah. It went down, up, down. Puck, uh, thirty four mm. years old, chiseled, <laughs> kind of ugly, a but he with a beard, long but, hair. Uh, works for AEW, long hair. Um, former NXT in champion in the UK, former <laughs> NXT cruiserweight champion, NXT champion. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And there you yeah. are. Glasses wearing, beard wearing, no muscle, no NXT championship. (laughs) (laughs) Hosting the damn podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. That's our podcast. (laughs) Coming back to the weird world, Eve Torres turns 36 years old. No kidding. Um, Yeah. Um, She can retire young. Yeah, Um, she can. (laughs) Sure, why not? Uh, The Usos turn 35 years old. And, And you know what? I'm not too upset about this one because one of them is, it's like the yin and yang over one here. One of them is like, troubled. Yeah, and the other one can't do anything but get thrown out of a ring. Exactly. So, That's uh, messed up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Trent Seven turns 39 years old. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, nothing, nothing to be ashamed with that one. Um, no. Uh, Paige. <laughs> Jesus. Turns 28 years old. Um, Still young. <laughs> so young. <laughs> so young. Oh, but uh, wow. I don't feel too bad about that one. Um, and <laughs> At least last, you didn't make a porno. But, yeah, that's it. That's true. Um, wow. Last but certainly least, uh, Velveteen Dream mm. <laughs> turns 25 years old. Yeah, and, we'll talk, uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking about that. 
Yeah, and I gotta say, <laughs> I'm happy where I'm. <laughs> I'm happy where I'm at. <laughs> so I'm not too. I'm not too bummed wow. out about being 33 and hosting a podcast and no muscles or anything when it comes to With that the beard. <laughs> With the beard. <laughs> With that being said, it is now time for the wrestling news from around the world. All right, this is this is my only bit of news, and it's major for me, and I think for the world of professional wrestling. Uh, a man attempts to kidnap yeah. Sonya Deville in her apartment. Um, he has been stalking her on social media for about eight months. Yeah. Um, and when they found out what was in his car, it was like duct tape, uh, a knife, zip ties, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um. He attempted to break into her house. The alarm went off, and Mandy Rose was actually staying with Sonya mm-hmm. Deville at the time. Um, and uh, Sonya went downstairs and saw the guy. She yelled at him, and uh, he ran away or something like no, that. He was she, he was actually approaching her, and he was she approaching her and, and she, she ran. ran, but she ran yeah. and. To Mandy. Mandy, and then they went into the garage to her car. And he went upstairs. And he yeah. thought she went upstairs, so that's where he went, yeah. Yeah. And they took off and, and called the cops. and yeah. yeah, and they got the cops, and I just got to say, man, this, when is enough enough? Yeah. You know, like, what is it going to take for people to realize that this is not okay? I am so glad mm-hmm. that Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose are both okay mm-hmm. um, physically. Psychologically, I know that yeah. they must they must be going through. I I can't even explain what they must be going through and feeling. Yeah. Um, I know that they did have like a court appearance. Uh, and if you have not seen this picture hmm. of Sonya Deville pointing out the guy in the courtroom, I mean, the the face, just looking at her eyes, looking at her her mouth, how everything. You can see the fear. You can see the anger. Mm-hmm. You can see the sadness. And it's just like she didn't sign up for that. Yeah. And um, none of those are it's those just, it's, did. Yeah. And it's just disgusting. And just mm-hmm. like what can what can be done? Um, WWE did go forward and say there's no more touching of women or superstars in pictures. They're done with that mm-hmm. because of like so many inappropriate hugs and stuff like that just weird shit going on so they're done with that um i think mandy rose and sonya deville showing up on smackdown was a plus yeah i think you don't allow somebody to take away from you um did they change the stipulation because of they did what's happening yeah i mean because exactly what you just said you know i i don't think mentally uh, I think physically they're okay. I'm happy that they're okay, but mentally, I'm, I know for a fact uh, with with Sonya, it's got to be um, affecting her. So she probably did ask, "Hey, I need some time off, okay?" And that's why they probably did the quick stipulation switch uh, last night on SmackDown. So or. And, and, and that could be the case, or it could be one of those we never saw her coming, and Mandy ends up leaving. Yeah, you know, and they just yeah. like it could have been just, that too. Because maybe she can go through it. Well, but, um, but think about it too, because the original stipulation was the haircut. So yeah, 
you know damn well that they were they were not gonna have Mandy Rose cut her hair. There's no way they were yeah. gonna do that. So it was gonna be Mandy or uh, uh, Sonya Deville um, in this case. And then what what had happened and and they switched it up. Um, maybe it's still gonna be Sonya Deville uh, because actually you know to go back to what had happened um, when uh, they I think the authorities told Sonya the name the guy's name. Uh, she looked it up on her social media, and he was emailing her, direct, uh, DMing her. Um, you will answer my questions. Why don't? Why do? Why don't? Why do you uh, keep ignoring me? Uh, I do love you. Oh, but you know what? I'm gonna make you pay for this. I'm gonna like a lot of weird yeah. shit. Um, which to back her story even further to convict this guy. Um, so I think. Um, yeah, mentally, I don't think that I think it's gonna be her. You know, we'll we'll get more uh, when we do talk about the SummerSlam pay per view. But um, yeah, I think it really. What, yeah, what's that's your, traumatizing. What do you? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask you, what is your take on this whole thing? For me, it's just like absolutely horrendous. It is horrendous because at, do this. because at the end of the day, okay, no matter who you see on TV, this isn't just about wrestling, but anybody. There's still a human being. That's their way of making a living. Don't go on hating about it. If you fall in love with them and, oh, my God, they're great. Blah, blah, blah. Just remember, some of them might be married. Some of them might be in a relationship. And if, if that bothers you, then you need to reevaluate yourself. Because this guy was, like, infatuated with Sonya Deville, according to those uh, DMs. Um, I don't... I mean, just the fact that she's a lesbian should have been, you should have been like, all right, I'm a, I'll back off or whatever. My thing is this, even when, when I was a wrestler, I've been involved where I would be in a match and a fan would try to rush into the ring. And that's, I'm not comparing this to what Sonya Deville did, but it's still similar. Um, we don't know who you are. When you come in that ring, we're going to beat the fuck out of you. Um, we've seen it happen so many times where a freaking idiot would want to go into the ring because sometimes they just think that wrestling is real to them and they want to do something about it. Um, Triple H, it happened with Triple H and, and, and Steve Austin Stone one Cold. time. Yep. It happened with Seth Rollins. It happened with Batista. Bret Hart. It happened with Bret Hart as a prime example. Uh, everyone in the world saw that. Um, the bottom line is, is that these guys are professionals for a reason, because we're trying to play a role. We're trying to entertain you guys. It is not to take it to heart. It is to develop a character, just like when we watch The Walking Dead or we watch Breaking Bad or we watch Game of Thrones. You really going to tell me that you're going to hate me because I killed the dragon? I'm not saying that's what happened, but I'm just saying. It, it doesn't make sense. And, and if you see somebody that's actually considering or DMing or if they even tell you that they have this uh, odd infatuation with a, a celebrity or a semi-celebrity and you hear them say something, do something. Because at the end of the day, like I said, these guys are still human beings. They got a, a life outside of this business. Um like again, my heart really goes out to Sonya Deville 
because she shouldn't have been through that. I couldn't imagine what her mind was at when this guy was just staring at her in the house and yep. approaching her. She's an MMA, yeah, she's a former MMA person, but still, it's still a dangerous situation because you don't know what's, what that person has a plan on doing. So don't be um, disappointed if you see a superstar or talent or whatever, or a celebrity for that matter, at an airport or eating out or something like that and, and you want to approach because you want that picture, you want that autograph or whatever. A lot of them don't mind it, but a lot of them yep. do. And you guys yep. need to really respect that. Yep. Uh, it's an unfortunate, unfortunate incident. I wish I'd never... Uh, it's just terrible. That really is because you don't know what this person was going to do. Um, came to find out, actually, his plan was because like we just mentioned earlier was that he had zip ties he had a duct tape he had a knife and i believe a rope and he was going to kidnap her just so she can answer his questions that he was dming her you're sick dude and you deserve everything that you get um yeah just uh just remember people it's all about entertainment um it's all about uh, entertainment yeah and if you have this infatuation with them, you need to reevaluate yourself because if they really wanted you, they would have you. If they don't want you, you got to respect that. And um, it's it's unfortunate. I, I really feel for Sony Deville. And you can tell on SmackDown, too, between her and Mandy, that the, I, I took my hat off for them, you know, for showing up on SmackDown. But then again, I can see that they're still traumatized by it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so our thoughts and prayers go out to Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose for having an ordeal with that, and we wish them the best, yeah. and, I was, and we're looking I, forward. And I will say this, though. Even, like, if it does end up being Sonya Deville, I'm not going to be mad. I'm not. Or no. even Mandy yeah. Rose. Um, if they both at the same time want to take time off, I'm not going to yeah. say, well, what the hell? It, no, no. Take as much time as you need. Um, we do, but that's our job. But we do criticize, uh, you know, about your work in the ring or maybe your storyline or whatever. That's all. That's what we do. Got it. But we will not uh, belittle, berate, or cast judgment if you decide to go away for a while. Not going to happen. It won't happen on this yeah. show. It won't happen no, on and, Global either. And so. I know we are definitely looking forward to this matchup because it's yeah. actually a good, pretty good story. And uh, it is, yeah. We'll we'll see where it goes from there. Mm -hmm. And that is all the news I have for all this right. week. On to your rumors. So with the rumors, I'm gonna spread it out throughout the show because, uh, yeah, because I feel like doing that. So. Okay. <laughs> all, all right. right. So uh, injury. No, no injuries this week. Wow, unreal. So shall we go to the hot tag news then? Do we have one? I mean, it looks like we're spreading out rumors. We got no injuries. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. So, <laughs> all right, Hot Tags news this week. Should William Regal be the modern-day Jack Tunney and run all three shows? Now, uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago, yeah. we did talk about this. And uh, some good insights on it. You know, we both had some valid points, Rick. And, um... I was I really was curious to know what um, what the fans thought. 
I really want. I was curious to hear their opinion, and the 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 more valued opinions actually, instead of the jokers out there. So before I read these comments, and I'm gonna go through them quick. Uh, I apologize to everybody else who did write in and and express their opinion, but we got a long show to go. We got a long show. So uh, we're already approaching almost an hour, and we haven't even touched uh, this week in wrestling. So, Rick, what are your thoughts on it again? For me, it's simple. I love Jack Tunney. Mm -hmm. I I think I'm one of the few guys that actually loved him. I love that he was just there just to help out whenever there was a discrepancy. Yeah. Um, I think William Regal. The thing is with Jack Tunney, though, is that he made it believable that he was the president. (laughs) I didn't think Vince McMahon owned anything. I didn't either. As a kid, yeah. I just thought fucking Jack Tunney was the guy that thought, ran the yeah, shit. Exactly, yeah. So, good job um, for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when it comes to William Regal, he does an excellent job at NXT. He doesn't step on anybody's toes. Just whenever there's a discrepancy, he steps in and says, okay, this is what's going to happen. Um, and I think he would do well on Raw or SmackDown. The same yeah. thing. He doesn't have to appear in person. He could just be on screen, on screen. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, just like with the Bailey and Sasha thing with Asuka. Mm-hmm. Why Why he could have been a perfect person to say something when it came to, uh, what's her name? Nia Jax. Yeah. When she hit he, the... Yeah. Who, who that guy was? I have no clue who that... still have no idea because uh, he showed up again. That... <laughs> authority figure is but you know what <laughs> William Regal could have said Naya you cannot hit uh, anybody that works for the WWE you're suspended mm-hmm. that's it mm-hmm. and just leave it at that and, and, and another appearance could have been with the Sonya Deville and Mandy yes. Rose storyline he could have definitely stepped uh-huh. in on that I think his role is best suited and he does it on NXT his role is best suited for when there's an ongoing feud and it just doesn't seem to be an end to that feud. Yeah, and then he can step in and he goes, you know yep. what, we're going to put an end to this, which he has done on NXT, yep. which I, I I love it when that happens because then he's letting you people know too, look, I'm getting the final say now. This is going to be the end of this feud. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, you get excited. So Yeah. And, and, and it's he's such a... Um, Middleman mm-hmm. that it doesn't affect too much on the heels. It doesn't too too much affect the, right. the baby faces. It's just like I'm I'm the law, and I'm drawing the line here. Yeah. And it's like this is what's gonna happen. So I, one thousand percent think that he should be running all three shows. And if it happens, just give us credit. Just say <laughs> Wrestle POV podcast. You can say it as fast as you want, <laughs> or even go WPOV 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 if you want. Yeah. <laughs> WWE, you know, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Either What's on. your take on it? William Regal, the modern day Jack Tunney. I'd say yes. They need somebody like this because for how many years now? Every single time that these guys, they do a, um, a general manager. It's got to be separate from Raw. It's got to be separate from SmackDown. It's got to be separate from NXT. But it just seems like he's been the freaking... Uh, the GM for <laughs> NXT for years, so obviously if it was if he's doing good on that and if it's working for that, why wouldn't you do the same for Raw and SmackDown? Have him do all of it, and that way you will never have to worry about. You know what? I think it's time for a GM because when was the, it's been a while. It's been a hot minute since they had a GM for Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, you know. And you know so, I, 
Go ahead. I can say this, Tony, that I never saw William Regal as a Hall of Famer. Ooh. Um, I think. Ouch. And, and I know. Well, as a wrestler, I never saw him as a Hall of Famer. I did like when he started doing the 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 brass knuckles thing and stuff like yeah. that. That I felt like during the reality era, he got a lot better. But I never saw him as a Hall of Famer, and I always said that he was slightly overrated. But his work with NXT, mm-hmm. I t- honestly feel like what he has brought to the NXT brand, because he's not just a, a, a face on a screen, you know, because yeah. it takes it takes talent to do those things. And to be there for as long as he has, I I, I see him as a Hall of Famer now mm-hmm. because of what he has done on NXT. Right. right. Um, well, I, I will tell you this. The guy's a genius when it comes to psychology, when it comes yes. to telling a story, he is a genius when it comes to that. So I'll give him that credit, but uh, I do think he is a Hall of Fame with his wrestling career and what he has done for NXT. I think it would push him further if the WWE did end up saying, you know what? Yeah, let's do William Regal as the GM, as the president. He is being named president now um, of Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. And like exactly what you said, too, is that eventually we will go back to live shows. We will be going. They will be going into arenas. They will be fans into the crowd. It's easy to do with him um, because obviously NXT is probably his baby, so to speak. Yeah. So but exactly what you just said, though. All right. Raw's coming up and SmackDown. All right. Well, he doesn't necessarily need to be there physically. You can always do it on the monitor. It's easy as that. Um, if they're worried about costs or whatever, or even giving them a raise, go, listen, you're going to be doing that shit over the, over the TV. You're not going to be there live. I mean, once in a while, yeah. That, yeah, it, absolutely. It, 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 I think the first first time appearance first couple, should be in yeah. person. Yeah. You know, be like, I am now the president of WWE and I'm running Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Yeah. Be on both shows that week. Mm-hmm. And then from there on, you can just have him as an on-screen character. Like, he doesn't have to be in yeah. person. You know, with technology nowadays, man, mm-hmm. we can do anything, oh, you know? Yeah. This show can be on WWE. I mean, mm-hmm. just to say the word, WWE will be on we'll be on. time. Yeah. We'll be there in a yeah. drop of a hat. Or I'll put a shirt on. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Tony does the show in the naked. He's <laughs> in the naked. Tony, in the naked. I didn't want to say nude. I didn't want to say nude. <laughs> Tony does the show in the naked. In the, in the naked. Um, All righty then. <laughs> um, but now, <sighs> my worry with William Regal is that I don't think he has enough credibility. You know, being that you said that, because he, for me, I thought he was a really good wrestler. Psychology-wise, he was great. He knew how to tell a story in the ring. Um, But not a lot of people knows that side of William Regal. So I don't think his credibility would work with the people nowadays that are just getting into wrestling. And they see somebody like him. Because he can be a tad boring or bland. Um, Not all the time. And I think they did kick back a little bit on NXT for that reason. So I'm a little bit worried, though, that if that does happen, I, that people will start knocking it because they don't really know him. So that's just my only worry about that. I think deep down inside, though, honestly, he would make it work. He would. Just give it a shot, please. <laughs> they need something. 
Well, because the thing of it is, every time they do a GM or uh, whatever, it always has to be somebody like a Stone Cold Steve Austin or a Kurt Angle, only because of who they were. Yeah. And they, they, they always keep thinking in their mind that we need somebody... Uh, we need a superstar now to be a gent. No, Jack Tunney was. You no. gonna tell me Jack Tunney was really a superstar? Hell no. no, no, he wasn't. He had nothing to do with the wrestling business. And and William Regal was Raw General Manager at one point. Yeah. But at the time, it just didn't fit. I feel like now the way he's been doing NXT mm-hmm. would fit perfectly. I think the role will suit him now, and I think yeah. he knew. I think he knows that role now, is what it is. Um. I think it definitely would work, and they should do that. I think they need to go in that angle with him and never have to worry about uh, a GM ever because yeah. <laughs> they got the president. And, it's, and it's, it hasn't been done since Jack Tunney. Uh, yeah. Clay Cummings, he said uh, this would be such a great idea. Like you guys said, he doesn't have to be in every uh, – he doesn't have to be there every week on all three shows. That would get old quick and – uh, what he's doing on NXT is perfect and would work with Raw and SmackDown. See, he agrees. He agrees. Yeah, and Clay Cummings, congratulations to you and your wife. He finally had the Tyler baby on Monday. A big baby, I mean, too. After, yeah, nine pounds. Yeah. Um, 21 inches long. That's a big baby. I mean, after after watching Raw, I would have gotten rid of, like, the baby would have came out, too, because it was just like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> God, this is bad. Josh Sanders, he says, I myself would get very tired of that quick. I would be cool with Stone Cold Steve Austin running the team, oh. running them, though. <laughs> what I just say, Josh? You know, Josh, we don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. This has got to be the worst thing you've ever said. <laughs> I, Stone Cold is, listen, <laughs> don't get me started on these old guys coming back. Yeah. You are, they are destroying their careers. Stone Cold and Shawn Michaels, and I'll get into that in Raw, because it is, it is just getting bad, guys. No, Josh, like, (laughs) listen, we have fun with the whole Edge thing, but this is bad. Stone Cold (laughs) has no business. He, he can't, listen, the the few times he came back on 316 day, it was terrible. He, he doesn't have what it takes to talk anymore. You know, he needs, first of all, he needs a crowd. Second of all, He's just, he's never been that great on the mic. He just repeats what everybody says and stuff yeah. like that. He's just very repetitive. I don't, no. And, and and he's too much of a character. William Regal is a relaxed person. He's just a guy, mm-hmm. I'm going to make this comment and say whatever. Stone Cold, you got to have the fucking glass. You got to have him walking out. You got to have him drinking beers. You got to have the bottom too line. Much and it's, <laughs> yes, and it just, oh, hell yeah, it takes away from everything that we're yeah. working for. Yeah. You know, William Regal is just like, all right, guys, you're going to have this match now. <laughs> and that's it. They have the match. So cool. We're like, what? What? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Wait, hell yeah. <laughs> that's the Because I said so. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> we don't need that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I hear you. We, we, we just literally just mentioned that. Uh, Matt Novak, he said, would absolutely love this. Great idea. You know what? That's a little biased, Matt. It is. I mean, it is, and we I know mean, why. You're from England. Come on. He's from England. Come on, <laughs> Come on Matt. Why wouldn't he love it? <laughs> you know? Seriously. I mean, come on, Matt. Give me 
give me a break. <laughs> I do have to say this, mm -hmm. that 88% of the people voted, yes, William Regal should be the general manager slash presidente of all three shows, and 12% said no. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> check, them, check them out on Twitter at, at uh, Wrestling POV Podcast. Yeah, and for Sunday. all your polls. And Sunday Night Heat. And every time during the show, he usually is tweeting or twatting or whatever they call it. <laughs> whatever they call that shit now. All right. So, again, if you guys want us the specific subject for the uh, hot tag news of the week you want us to talk about, throw a line on our Facebook page. And... Uh, we can make it a hot tag news, but just be prepared, though. Some a lot of people is not gonna agree with what you said. They might disagree and and go from there. But uh, uh, you know, it's time for a pause. We have more to go. <laughs> so it's just like fuck it. We gotta go to the pause. Yeah, we gotta That's go to the pause. Uh, we got a lot more to go. We got uh, this week in wrestling, NXT Triple X. Is that what they're calling it? Uh, Thirty, not porn. Not 30. porn. All right, NXT 30. That's what it should be. NXT, not porn. <laughs> yeah, we'll call it that. And the uh, SummerSlam pay-per-view non-points game. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to the Wrestling POV Podcast. Hey, this is Chavo Guerrero Jr. Listen to the Wrestling POV Podcast. You guys truly bring the Latino heat. Viva la raza. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Wrestling POV Podcast is brought to you by the Collar and Elbow Brand. Go to CollarandElbowBrand.com. Save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Help out your local indie wrestlers, especially during this time. It's really tough to be an indie wrestler. And help support the Wrestling POV Podcast by purchasing all the great items they have at CollarandElbowBrand.com. And using the promo code WPOV and save yourself 10% and help us out in the same purchase. Also, go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestlingPOV and purchase a Wrestling POV Podcast shirt today for $19.99. We have three Wrestling POV Podcast shirts up there. They're great looking and great smelling. Tony Diaz has one, two, three of them himself, and he smells them all up. Also, <laughs> we have a Wrestling POV Global shirt with a legend and gentleman for $19.99 yep. as well. And they're running the uh, contest, make sure you yeah, they have a little contest going. If you purchase a Wrestling POV Global shirt, and if you take a picture of it, you can earn your way to be on our on their show. And mm -hmm. also, you can appear on Quarantine. It's one of those things, you know. Uh, check out for more information on their show, Wrestling POV Global, every Friday on iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn Radio for free every week. And speaking of shows, we have our show, Wrestling POV, Wrestling POV Global, and Wrestling POV Quarantine, where every week uh, we touch on different subjects. We bring on different guests, and you can see us on our Facebook page at Wrestling POV Podcast every week. Also, speaking of wacky episodes, the Global Guys, what happened? <laughs> there was no AEW, and and they went <laughs> went to the Wayback Machine. Yeah. Um, they traveled back. Mike, the deviant Canella was on there. Um, he was deviant. I mean, yeah, they, they pulled up the old cassette tapes and they were discussing wrestling from 1984. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know the podcasts were around back then. Yeah. Um, but it was very interesting to, to watch. Park, and yeah. Yeah, I thought it was a hilarious show. I, I, hopefully, the global guys can take some notes from those two. And uh, start being like them because mm -hmm. I think that was the best show I've ever heard. 
from those guys. Yeah. And uh, definitely was. You know what? And, and I'm going to talk to the president. And you know what? Make him work a little bit harder. You know, I'm like, <laughs> it, it, if that's what they were doing back in 1984, <laughs> I think we should be doing a lot better in 2020. <laughs> Excuse me. Do not talk about my friend TJ Logan. He is the best of the best. I can't say so much for Elio, but TJ Logan is doing a great job. Okay, Mr. Rick. <laughs> Well, it is 2020, Rick, so we can't, uh, you know, even sometimes we suck. So, So, uh, yeah, just buy a shirt, people. That's all we ask. Not that there's anything wrong with sucking. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) What if you were going there? My God. All right. This uh, this week in wrestling, starting off with uh, Raw. Um, It was a a little bit of under average show. Um, for me, the highlight of the show was Oscar and Shayna versus Sasha and Bailey. Uh, I gave it a three. I enjoyed this match. I'm glad that they're involving uh, Shayna, though. Uh, she needs yes. to be more involved. Vince got to stop with this. Uh, I'm not interested. But just because you're not interested doesn't mean that we're not. Okay? Yeah. Um, uh, the lowest point for me, I mean, I had a lot of twos. A little, uh, I think I had one 2.5. Um, everything else is like a two and under. Um, yeah, a, a one 2.5 actually I had was Andrade versus Montez Ford. I did dig that match. Um, it wasn't, wasn't that bad. Um, overall, I gave Raw a 2.04. Uh, now, here's my side notes uh, to sum up Raw a little bit. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Uh, my low point. It was Natalia versus Mickey James. I was like, woo. I gave it a one. Um, You're nice. I, well, You're I nice. was, be, but the reason why I didn't give it a point five was just because Mickey James was in the match. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hot dog. <laughs> they they did her so dirty, Tony. They did. I can't believe they did that. They did. Oh come on, man. Oh, and with Natalia. How dare you? Oh. And not only that, Tony, the, you took away from the match to have Seth Rollins talk to Samoa Joe. Yeah. So wait, wait, I don't even know how Mickey James got counted out. I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> like, what was the move know. that knocked her out the ring till 10? Yeah. Anyway. And, and, and Mickey James was upset about that. She said oh, uh, she was glad to be she was glad to be back, but she was kind of disappointed in how uh, things turned out. Jesus. So, uh, um, another uh, one. That I gave was the Cedric Alexander versus Tozawa. Yes. For me, I gave it a one because this match made no sense at all. Yep. Okay. I'm with you. And when I say no sense, I mean, it, it, for me, it was just a filler. Uh, you have to go out there and do something real quick. It's like, anyway, um, uh, my side notes. Uh, Peyton really, uh, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of hers. I really am. But the match she had with Ruby Riot, she you can tell she was trying to remember her spots. And yep. she looked a little bit nervous, but I still think she did okay. But again, just how we mentioned earlier about tag teams, okay? Her, she needs to be in a tag team. Yeah. She does. She needs she needs Billy Kay. She needs her. And and Billy Kay needs her. Peyton Royce. They work well together. Peyton Royce, I'm a big fan of hers, but she did, like, I can see it in her face. She was really, like, when, I think it was one spot where she was throwing Ruby into the turnbuckle. I could see it in her face, like, what was the next move? Shit. And then she remembered. Little hesitations like that, a bunch of things can happen. 
even though it's for a split second, but that split second, a lot of things can happen. Number one, you can do a move that wasn't next on the spot. Um, if you miss time, you can hurt somebody or yourself. So uh, there was no, no harm, no foul during a lot of these spots that I caught that I can tell she was just not there. But give you know I'm gonna give it time and but my thing is is if Vince is gonna try to push her right away, don't don't it's too soon it's too soon. Um, my other side note is why are they giving Shelton the 24/7 title again? For what? What was that for? <laughs> why? Oh, they can have some kind of gold. I don't know. Ridiculous. Stupid. And I'm putting something in the book, Rick. Do it. Um, do this it. has been going on for about a month. Um, and I'm, I know Vince is behind it. Uh, it's WWE's eye obsession. <laughs> what? I mean, we had Rey Mysterio. I plucked out. We had Keith Lee. Burnt his eye. And then now we have Eric from the Viking Raiders. Gouging that dude's eye. Or was it vice versa? No, he did it. It was Eric. He, did. he got his eye. He got, no, he got his eye poked right yeah, off. He got his And there was something else, too, that happened. There was something. There was another eye incident. There was. I just couldn't remember. I, all Alistair I did. Alistair Black. What? Alistair Black. Yeah, Alistair Black. But no, there was another one. That one. That I didn't even think of that. But there was another one. If we mention it, then I'll say it. But that's five in- eye incidents. My God! Stop! Stop! There are other body parts. There, there is other body parts. The nose is jealous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Gee, thanks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it is. Like, here's the reason why I'm putting it in the book. Is because I was keeping tabs on this. And then I uh-huh. said to myself, I'm like, all right. If this week between Raw and SmackDown and NXT, if they do another damn eye incident, then I am going to put it in the book. So that's. Now, when you said this to yourself, did you say, Tony, if they do another, or did you just say it out loud? And you. I said it out loud. Tony, okay. I you said, didn't say Tony. I said this to, is. What... I said it out loud. I said Tony. <laughs> <laughs> and my neighbors thought I had somebody over, and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers. He's living with three people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I did. I was like, you know what? If one more damn eye incident happens, I'm putting that shit in the book. Yeah, I would just imagine your neighbors calling the cops and they open up and it's you with your titles and your mask. I know, right? Yeah, I think they're like, what the fuck? Because I got all my masks. Well, not a lot of people know this, but I have a collection of luchador masks and I have them on mannequin heads. (laughs) (laughs) So they come in and see all these heads and then (laughs) I'm like a serial killer. The fuck is wrong with this dude? This is Tony with a Y, Tony with an I, Tony with two E's, Tony with one E. My multiple personalities. If you watch uh, Wrestling POV Quarantine, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yes. With that being said, WWE's Eye Obsession, you just read the book! Yeah, it's just getting ridiculous. So yeah, overall though, I gave Raw a 2.04. It wasn't a bad go-home show. Wasn't a worse go home show, but it wasn't a great go home show either. Tony, so. it was a terrible go home show, as I'm about to let you know. 
Uh, I gave my highest point was to Asuka and Shayna Baszler defeating Bailey and Sasha. I gave that a 2.5. Mm-hmm. I was saying if Nia Jax doesn't appear on Raw this week, then they're just fucking canceling this whole Shayna Baszler thing. I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad she appeared. I'm glad Shayna disappeared for a little while, came back, and picked yeah. up the win. I thought that was great storytelling on their part. So I gave it a 2.5. Um, I do have to say that I did appreciate Shavir and Duke appearing on Raw Underground. I thought that was cool. I thought Nia Jax coming in and just cleaning the house and then walking away was also a great storytelling. And we, we all know I'm not the biggest Nia Jax fan. Yeah. But I think that's a great storytelling for her and Shayna Baszler going mm-hmm. forward. Uh, I do have to say there's a lot of point fives. Yeah. The way they disrespected Natalya, uh, Lana, and Mickie James with that nonsense. You know, they're mm-hmm. busting their ass and you're taking up more time for Seth fucking Rollins, fucking <laughs> Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Buddy Murphy, Samoa Joe. First of all, I've been wanting to say this for weeks. Samoa Joe fucked up Dominic. Yeah. Are we forgetting this? <laughs> he hated Rey Mysterio. Yep. They had a fucking yep. feud and now Samoa Joe's fucking... Oh, I uh, d- d- you gotta put respect on his name. Oh. Yeah, Samoa Joe, what the fuck? Come on, <laughs> stupid. Um, mm-hmm. but my point fives, uh, Paolo defeating Behamin. I mean, mm-hmm. with the twenty four seven distraction, that's ridiculous. With the ninjas running in and out, yeah. Ivar and Garza backstage again. Mm-hmm. Why are we doing this? Fu- uh, who? Why is the Bachelorette backstage? Why is she? This been is what there? like three, four weeks in a row, right? Yes, who, why? They don't have any connection with ABC. No, and the no. Bachelorette. No. I, I don't get it. Unless she's dating somebody. Mm, um, yeah. Multiple point fives go to Raw Underground. Eric defeating a jobber. Dolph defeating Eric. Rujas and Moss not having any kind of fucking finish. Cedric defeating Tazawa. It was just all terrible things. And I just had enough of it. Uh, Retribution in the beginning with McIntyre fucking up that fucking promo. I'm (laughs) I'm excited to see these promos and they fuck it all up. But I have to say this, Tony. Like I said earlier in the show, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, all these guys that keep coming back, Big Show, all these guys that keep coming back are just... Ric Flair are destroying their legacy <laughs> by returning over and over mm-hmm. and over, especially Shawn Michaels, who was away for so long, mm-hmm. who said he would never fight again, came back in the ring, bald-headed and everything, had <laughs> a fight. You know, for years, for years, we always were like, why is he always wearing a hat? Take off the cowboy hat, blah, blah, blah. No, there's a reason. But I have to say this, Tony, Shawn Michaels' god-awful beard that has to go in the book. It's just god awful. And I say god awful is because he's a holy man. Yeah. So Shawn Michaels, god awful beard. You just made the book. Jesus. It's just terrible. It's disgusting. But I do have one more thing I have to say. And in fact, I don't have to say it. I have to sing it. In the tune to Shawn Michaels, I'm a sexy boy. Oh, Ready? Lord. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh, I think he's old. His hair is thinning. He's got no business being on Raw now. His eyes are crooked. They're really moving. He has pain (laughs) up and down his spine. He's just a shadow of himself. He's not who he was, who he was. He's just a shadow of 
himself. He's not who he was. Who he was. Yo. That. <laughs> I don't care. He, first of all, if you go on our Wrestling POV Podcast Facebook page, you will see the image of Shawn Michaels' hair. It is Ron Howard-esque. It yeah. is bad. Yep. Bad. Yeah. But I think uh, as far as that <clears throat> segment goes, um, you are right, though. It, it can be damaging, but I think what WWE was trying to get at or look for was the sympathy thing. And I not only it. the sympathy but he, thing, but they wanted no to sold put it. Randy over, too. But he no-sold the he, punk yeah, kick. Yeah, he, he no-sold that. A lot of people were pissed off about that. A the lot of people were guy, pissed off. The fucking guy that oversells for everything, no sold the punt kick. Yeah. He fucking got up. Are you kidding yeah. me? He got up yep. on his feet Yeah. after getting kicked in the head. Big Show yeah. stayed down. Yeah. <laughs> Edge, Christian stayed down. Ric Flair. We, we don't know if Ric Flair got hit, but Ric Flair stayed down. <laughs> Shawn Michaels got Flair back up. I realize he got hit. <laughs> Shawn Michaels got back up. Yeah. That that's who and and, and and I just want you guys to understand. That is who Shawn Michaels is. Yeah. He is the fucking center of attention mm-hmm. every fucking time. Yeah. You know, I would have it would have been Tony, it would have been so much better if we just had a promo from Randy Orton just yeah. saying that I yeah. like we don't need we didn't need Shawn Michaels out there. Mm-hmm. All he had to do was go out there and say what he was gonna do to McIntyre, have McIntyre run out and Randy Orton run away. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Yep. But instead, Raw this week gets a 1.3 and from me. Dang. And uh, some of the rumors that I had during Raw was that uh, they're thinking about doing a Raw underground title. So uh, not really quite sure if that's going to happen or not. That's ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, they're thinking about doing a Raw underground title. Um, the one thing, though, uh, because we did see Riddick Moss... Uh, another thing too was that a rumor was that about Riddick Moss that he was really, they really wanted to push him. Um, yeah, yeah uh, they really liked him. Um, but, uh, he was taking care of somebody. They didn't say who. So the, the, the key words were he was taking care of somebody and he didn't want to be away from home all the time and da da da. So they, uh, actually Paul Heyman was the one to really uh, tell the guys or whoever, probably Vince, and to tell him, hey, you know, he, he wants to take it easy because he's busy taking care of someone. So, yeah. hey, it is what it is. But, the, you know, he, he wants to make money. That's fine. But if he's uh, he's he's doing it because he's taking care of somebody, what whatever that means, that's fine too. That is fine too. Um, the other comment that I uh, have too was about Ray Mysterio and Dominic. Um we talked about it heavily last week about the uh, <laughs> the abuse from Dominic from Seth and, and uh, Murphy. Um, he did mention, he said exactly what I said last week. Rey Mysterio said to Dominic, uh, because Dominic was, uh, they had that the um, spot where Dominic was hitting Seth and Murphy with the kendo stick. Uh, Ray told Dominic, you hit him as hard as you can. Okay. Ray told Dom. Ray meant, said this. I wish I should have recorded yeah. it. So him say, but he said he told Dominic, "You hit them as hard as you can. Swing away." He goes, "But just remember, they are going to get you back." 
<laughs> so he told him that. <laughs> so he already knew. So the, to the people that were saying, that was just out of hand. Oh, my God. Da, da, da. His own father told him to do that. And his own father told him, they are going to do it to you back. So just remember that. And so again, we should call ACS on Rey Mysterio. So, <laughs> so, so <laughs> he, he just fucking wrote a receipt for his own fucking son. He wrote son a receipt to get. for his own son. But you know what, though? It's the, the business part of it. And, and, and how I look at it, though, honestly, is that Rey Mysterio was not only being a father, but he was also being a trainer to his own son. And I think yeah. the way Ray was looking at it was, you're not going to get into this business because of me, because of who mm-hmm. I am. And I respect that a lot because I did yes. mention the fact that a lot of these uh, daughters or sons of former superstars think that they can just go in and and uh, command respect because of who their father or mother was. Yeah. So I do. Hey, I they- tip my hat off to Ray for, for that. Has there ever been a second generation wrestler from a woman? Um, I feel like all the second generation wrestlers are coming from, from their fathers men. and not from their mothers. Yeah. Um, I, think I mean, I know it's difficult. It is. I have to look that up. To, I think there is, yeah. though. I think there is. Okay. Um, but I just don't know. Shit. Oh, uh, well, it's no. Right now, the only one I can think of is Baby Doll. Remember Baby Doll? She was the manager no. for Magnum TA, and um, she was part of the. I think she was part of the Four Horsemen. But she was still managing somebody, I think. I could be wrong. Um, her daughter, uh, Nicola, uh-huh. uh, she's out wrestling now, too. So, I mean, something like that would be considered that. I could have her on the show. We're friends on Facebook. Um, but as far as, like, wrestler, wrestler, female, oh, man. I can't think of any right off the top of my head. Uh, but I'll look it up. I'll look it yeah, up. Yeah. And then uh, we'll talk about about it for a minute, I guess. But uh, no, I, I really do tip my head off for Ray because he is trying to teach his son, hey, you're not going to get in that easy just because yeah. you're my son. You're going to have to yeah. know the business. You're going to have to respect the business. You're going to have to take hits of the business, you know, and I'm I, I'm really appreciative of that because he is teaching his son. You're not just going to be get this handed to you. You're going to have to work for yeah. it. So that's that much I respect. So the people out there that are saying that that was on call for for Seth to do that to Dominic and da da da, trust me, I've gotten hit many times just like that. I don't take it to heart. I don't, you know, I tell them, hey, hit me as hard as you can. I've done that many times in the ring. Um, I think that's why I got a lot of loose marbles too. But uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's why you have all those personalities. That is, you know what? We just solved the case. That's what it is. We yeah. just solved the case. That's it. We're done with the show. Bingo! <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's go into uh, NXT POV. Mama Mia. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, this was a bad go home show. I mean, really? I feel like Raw and NXT were just bad shows wow. to go home with. Um, first of all, let's get into this Velveteen Dream thing. It's getting yeah. worse and worse. People are mad. Wrestlers are mad. Backstage, people are mad. Yep. They do not want him to be part of this uh, yeah. company. Yeah. Who is behind pushing him? Who is behind saying that it's okay? Now, I understand Triple, Triple H, H went H's. on to say on the record and said, uh, we did an investigation. Last time I checked, WWE is not the law enforcement. <laughs> um, so I don't give a fuck about you guys doing your investigation. Um, he should not be on TV. And the reason why he wasn't on TV sooner is because he had a car accident, not because of this investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
honestly, the, the it just seems like there's more and more evidence piling up against this guy. There are voice messages. There are mm. uh, tweets and uh, DMs and stuff like that that are uh, saved. And then I see on, on these Facebook pages and stuff like that, people saying, well, you can manipulate the tweets and DMs. Yeah. And, and, you, and it's kind of easy to do voices, you know, like anybody can do a Velveteen Dream voice. Do a fucking Velveteen Dream voice. <laughs> do a fucking Velveteen Dream voice and sound just like him. Go ahead. Go fucking ahead and try. I am sick of the fucking shit. Oh, why didn't they go to the authorities? And why are they going on Twitter? Listen, uh, I understand. I understand. There are frustrations. But let's not go after the victims. Let's not go after the people. Because, again, mm-hmm. there are cases in which people go to the cops and they are not taken seriously. Yeah. And... Some people feel like the only way that they can be heard is if there are more people involved. Mm-hmm. So let's just be on, on the straight and narrow with that. To play devil's advocate, like Tony Diaz, oh. um, you know, we don't know. We He may have not have done any of these things. And, and like Enzo got treated and lost his job for mm-hmm. an accusation that turned out to not be true. Yeah. Again, I'm still skeptical on that one. Yeah. I feel like... Maybe there was some kind of truth behind it. Maybe it wasn't as serious. Yeah. Or maybe the, the person that was affected by it wasn't uh, a critical, uh, what is it, credible, a uh, credible yeah. um, source person, source. So that's that. That's with that. Um, should Velveteen be getting pushed? No. Should he no. be on TV? No. Um, and then to have him defeat Finn Balor of all fucking people. Yeah. Finn Balor went to NXT and has been losing. Why is he not in a fucking North American title picture? Mm -hmm. Why is he losing to Velveteen Dream? Yeah. You know? Yep. Uh, Finn Balor went back to NXT. He didn't have to go back to NXT. No. He went back there. He wanted to revitalize his career. He felt like he could do a lot for the NXT brand. And they're fucking jobbing him out. Yeah. To fucking people like Velveteen Dream, who could be a fucking sex offender. You know, it, it, it's pathetic. It is. Overall, though, that was my high point of the night. I gave it a two. I was not impressed by this match. Um, also, I gave a two to uh, Pat McAfee's promo. Um, I was. It wasn't bad. It was below average, but um, <laughs> I love his acting. Yeah. <laughs> when this little Chihuahua Adam Cole. <laughs> Decimated the Chihuahua size security guards. Yeah. <laughs> Pat McAfee said, "Oh, this shit is real. <laughs> this is real. This is this is not like the NFL. This is real wrestling. This is different." <laughs> I don't know um, why I my just lowest points, <laughs> because I've been doing it the whole goddamn night. Um, the <laughs> lowest points for me was Gargano defeating Holland. Gave that a one. Mm. Again, Johnny Gargano again. Is going to be in another title picture again, again. on another takeover again. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why he shouldn't be like he could take a fucking uh, uh, takeover off. He doesn't have to be on every fucking takeover yeah. in every fucking title picture. Mm-hmm. And Holland just fucking got there. Be it as it may, Holland dropped this motherfucker on his neck, yeah. and that was bad. Yeah, they said um, that they actually stopped the match because this was taped, and they said they yeah. actually stopped the match. And to see, make sure that he was okay, and da da da, and 
they said that luckily it was taped because they were obviously able to do that. And with the with the power of editing, made it seem like the match just could, you know continued. Yeah. Um, but then once he said he was okay, uh, that he was just fu- he was fine. Uh, they continued with the match, and uh, obviously, yeah. like I just said, with the power of editing, um, you know, they'd made it seem like there was no break in between. I tell you this yeah. much though: if this was like a live match, uh, there definitely would have been a rest spot. <laughs> <laughs> So. Yeah, I have to say my other low point was Blackheart and Ripley defeating Martinez and Aaliyah again. Why is Martinez there if you're gonna fucking have her lose every fucking time? Yeah. And then you have her power bombed on the concrete. How many times are we gonna do this shit that now? That was a nasty bump with the too. editing. With the editing where we're fucking throwing her, throwing people, and they're landing on yeah. fucking concrete and shit, <laughs> and it's just. Uh, by the power of editing, it looked, oh she was thrown onto the thing. Like mm-hmm. come on. Um, I, I'm not liking that repetitive stuff. I do have to say in uh, some honorable mentions, Tegan Knox backstage interview, terrible. She's not a good promo. <laughs> it's not. bad. Um, I, I'm glad Raquel Gonzalez is back. I was going to say, if Raquel Gonzalez didn't show up, where the fuck has she been? But it makes <laughs> sense. Um, but again, Dakota Kai uh, defeating Kamiya. Why was that? Why did Kamiya get so much fucking offense in against a number mm-hmm. one contender? Yeah. Makes no sense. Overall, for NXT's Go Home Show, I gave it a 1.6 this week. Dang, I was being really nice. Uh, I thought I actually enjoyed NXT this week. Um, uh, the highest point for me was a three, and that was Legado del Fantasma versus Brizango and Azea. I thought that was a really good match. I was really invested in it. Um, I did give Finn Balor versus Velveteen Dream. I gave that a three, too. I, I like this match. Um, the lowest I have, honestly, was I went with a two, and that was Johnny Gargano versus Ridge Holland. Um, despite, yeah, Johnny Gargano winning, this still was. No, I apologize. That's not the lowest. The lowest was Dakota Kai versus uh, Kamiya. I gave it a one and a half. Because, like you said, it, this, for me, this just didn't make sense for that to happen. And um, the, uh, Kamiya, I'm not really familiar with. So it's like, you gave this girl that much? Oh, okay, whatever. Um now, I will say this. Uh, uh, this is my side note before I give my score, and I do got another comment. Uh, my side note was Pat McAfee's promo was actually pretty good. I didn't expect yeah. – I'd expected it to be choppy. I was expecting it to be overdone. I was expecting it to be unbelievable. What he did was perfect, to be honest. He, yeah. he If he was told to do or be an asshole, he definitely knocked it out the park. Uh, showing up with his crew. Uh, now, and I will say this, though. The one thing I do not like, and I've never did like, is, okay, Pat McAfee, he's been with the WWE for a while. Um, so yeah. he does know the business um, a little bit, I would have to say. Um, the promo was, he knocked it out the park, in my opinion. But I, the one thing I never did like is when they bring in other football guys because they don't know how to yeah. act. Just because they yep. might watch wrestling on TV or whatever, and oh, he played for the Rams or he played for the Raiders or whatever, that doesn't mean that they're gonna actually be good as your side dudes, you know. So I yep. always hated that. I wish he came by himself, but I understand why they did it. I get it, but he could have had just security with him. That would have been better. Yeah. You know, have some indie guys. They do a lot better acting than they would uh, you bringing in your football buddies because they don't know how to act. So I hated that part. 
But I did like his promo. I uh, gave it a two. I gave it a two because of the fact yeah, that he brought his did. little entourage. Yep. But he did do good. I'm looking. I'm I actually did, I looking do have to say, to I didn't like that he mentioned that he was going to kick his head to the moon. Yeah. Because Cameron Grimes is doing to yeah, the moon. Yeah, that's true. Like, that is if true. he would have said, I would have just kicked your head off. You know what? It would have been fine. I, I'm really um, considering. But we'll we'll see we'll see with uh, Cameron Grimes because you just mentioned him. Yeah, he's getting fucking annoying with the way he talks. I'm getting tired of it. <laughs> I want to smack the shit out of him. That that voice. Oh my god, oh. Mr. Tony, you deal with Mr. Rick all the time. I mean, it's the same thing. That's true. Wow, I agree. You didn't have to say it's true. You didn't have to say you agree either. You just said- <laughs> Now, could have just continued on. Another one I gave, and I think this is what gave the high score for me this week for NXT. It was that Keith Lee and Karen Cross promo. They didn't talk. They didn't. Well, they yep. didn't. You know, they just showed a vignette. I was yep. so hyped after watching yep. this. Yep. I was just like, "This is fucking awesome, man!" Despite what we say about Keith Lee. But the way they did this video package, <laughs> but the way they did this video package, it made you want to, fuck yeah, I want to see this match. Again, with with Karrion Cross, his facial expressions, his uh, demeanor, everything. With Scarlet, it is on key, it's on point, it's exactly how he should be. It was it was done right. It was that's probably one of the best prom uh, vignettes. Sorry, not promos, uh, vignettes leading into a match that I have ever seen in a very very long time. For me to get hyped like that, like I was yeah. literally standing up watching this pro this vignette. It was very very good. I was like, wow, this and and obviously they will show it again tonight at the uh, takeover. Um, overall, though, I gave NXT a 2.33. I thought between all three shows, this was the best one for a go-home show. Wow. Out of between all three brands. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's no AEW this week. I mean, it is later on tonight. But uh, unfortunately, we're not going to be covering it until next week. Uh, with that being said, it is now time for the SmackDown breakdown. And uh, <laughs> for me, the highest point of SmackDown, I got to give it to my girl Sonya Deville. That was a fucking great promo. It gave it a 3.5. You felt the emotion. You felt the energy. You felt the anger. Changing the stipulation from hair. She said, I don't give a fuck about hair. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt. Like, she, said, she basically said, I don't care if I cut my hair. But when, when I heard her say that, Right? It was, I don't give a fuck about my hair. <gasps> Bitch. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, she brought a lot of energy. Um, and I love the stipulation now. No disqualification. Yeah. And uh, Be interesting. you get to get out of WWE. Um, Thunderdome, yeah. I thought it was really good. I thought it was cool. I thought it was different. I, we have all these people on monitors watching. The fan crowd noise being plugged in i did not have a problem with that um because obviously you cannot have the fans on <laughs> on social media fucking chanting because yeah, it just doesn't they'll it, just it, say whatever they want yeah. fuck them up and, and also it's just not gonna be cohesive yeah. you know when you're in a crowd everybody's like yeah 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 but when you're <laughs> when you're on different wavelengths of wi-fi connections you're gonna have some kind of delay <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. they said they did yeah. say another one of the rumors, but they did say that uh, like they did one match earlier this week, uh, like as a sneak peek uh, to test yeah. out the whole Thunderdome Thunderdome thing, and uh, even last night on SmackDown there was about like a five second delay. So when like if somebody got pinned. Five seconds later, you would see the crowd react. So they're trying to, you know, that was the, the other experiment. That's the reason, another reason why uh, they did the Thunderdome last night was because they wanted to work out all the kinks and stuff by SummerSlam. So yeah, that's why it happened and, like that. And I did post up on our Facebook page that if the four guys that are usually in the front row of everything for <laughs> pay-per-views, yeah. if they weren't there for SummerSlam, I, I don't think it's worth it. And funny enough... <laughs> The collar and elbow guy liked our uh, post on Instagram. Oh, did he? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, <laughs> so that was cool. Um, also, I have to say, uh, Five Five Funhouse was good. I enjoyed it. Uh, I gave that a three. Um, wow. I thought, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And then I enjoyed the ending where he came out the ambulance and you he might, was just you, like, <laughs> Yeah, you might change your mind though after what I'm gonna point out. Oh man. Um, <laughs> Oh, the the brawn punches is that what? No, because brawn punches. Did, that's not that only that. Bad. Not only that. There was some, but a I couple of things. I do have to say this. My lowest point. How fucking dare you have Jeff Hardy defeat AJ Styles for the Intercontinental Title? Yeah, two days before one. SummerSlam. Two days before SummerSlam, mm-hmm. you you gave it to Jeff Hardy who couldn't fucking walk. Yeah, but now, you know why they gave it to is, him, right? Why? Because they don't. They want to keep him around. They don't want him going to AEW. Oh, that's, that's why true. they don't. That's true. He's mentioned yeah, his and, brother. And, but, don't forget. I, yes, and I do not like this bullshit of fucking. Oh, he overcame the obstacles. Yeah. You know what? Listen, addiction is a serious thing, and mm-hmm. I feel like WWE doesn't take it seriously enough, mm. and I feel like it's a mockery. Um, Jeff Hardy has not put in the work. I'm sorry. I know people who had addiction issues and who have fucking overcame them. Yeah. And had fucking stumbled along the way and overcame them again and fucking stumbled and overcame them again. Jeff Hardy is on like his sixth fucking strike. Yeah. And it's just like enough is enough. And now we fucking, we bring him back. To the fucking company, and now I did a lot of struggles, and I'm fu- and we fucking give him a title mm. over AJ fucking Styles, who's been busting his ass yeah. since fucking day one in WWE. Exactly, yeah. And then we got fucking Daniel Bryan from fucking home. Oh, yeah, I know, he's right? Not a good champion. He's a coward. You're a fucking coward, bro. I can't stand Daniel Bryan again. I can't stand Jeff Hardy. He fucking, there was no offense for him in this match, <laughs> except for the fucking knee brace. It was just as bad as him versus Sting, in my opinion, <laughs> when he was oh, drunk. Wow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> However, I did enjoy, I did enjoy SmackDown. Um, I did not enjoy the Sasha, Naomi, Naomi, Bailey shit. That shit was bad. Mm. Um, but uh, Lucha House Party, Falling Apart, I loved that. Loved it. Because I feel like Lince Dorado is the best of the three. I think he's the most athletic out of the three. And I feel like he needs his time to shine. Overall, I gave SmackDown this week a 2.2. Wow. We were on the opposite ends of the earth on this one. 
Um, <laughs> the highest one, honestly, was for me, it was a three. And I was the AJ versus Jeff Hardy match. I, d- despite what you have said, and I agree with you, the yep. match itself was good. They did tell a story in this match. And I will tell you this. AJ Styles is the one that called this whole match. Because there was times I I was watching it and AJ's telling Jeff what to do. Which I was just like, Jeff have that much respect for for AJ, for AJ to call this match. I was like, all right, I can see the difference between an AJ Styles match and a Jeff Hardy match. And it's like I said, pointing these little things out, um, AJ was the one that was calling this match. I appreciated it even more. But I will tell you this. Um... This match honestly had the potential of honestly being like a four, maybe a four and a half. But what ruined it for me was the fucking commentary. I yes. could not stand this damn commentary between Cole and fucking uh, douchebag Corey. there. I couldn't. They were reiterating over and over and over and over. And I'm like... Dude, shut the fuck up already and call the match. Oh, the leg. Again, the leg. Oh, he has a knee brace on. Wait a minute. He used that knee brace as a fucking weapon. Wait a minute. The leg. His knee is hurt. It was all about... I was like, stop. We get it. Call the fucking match. Oh, my God. I could not stand the commentary from Graves and fucking Michael Cole. It was terrible. They did no justice for this match. None. No. That's oh damn! Fucking shit's falling apart over here and everything. God dang it! Son of a I bitch. I mean, I docked it. I docked it two points because of the finish. Honestly, I just right. don't do not see what they see. Like Sheamus is losing, Corbin yeah. is losing, yeah. AJ is losing, and we're fucking doing like we're really doing this yeah. to these guys yeah. for fucking Jeff Hardy. Yeah. For Jeff fucking Hardy. <laughs> no, Let agree. him walk. Let him walk. I don't give a fuck about yeah. Jeff Hardy. I haven't given a fuck about Jeff Hardy for a long fucking time. Wow. How many times are we going to do this fucking storyline with I Jeff agree. Hardy? CM Punk did it. Sting yeah. did it. Fucking AJ Styles did it. Sheamus. Like, it's the yeah. same fucking storyline with this guy. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking mess. He's, He's going to fuck up again. Yeah. That's what he does. Yeah. He's not He's not going to get better if he doesn't get the fucking help he needs. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, it's for, just going to keep continuing. It's true. No, I agree with you. But as far as, um, like, I got other things to talk about about SmackDown. But as far as the go-home show, this one, I think, was the worst. Because you dot, you do not end your last match with a title change. Especially going yeah. into a pay-per-view. That was just terrible. Um, but that was the highest point for me for the for SmackDown. The lows I had was Big E versus Sheamus. I mean, why? Why do that now when it could have been a SummerSlam, maybe kickoff show match? Uh, I would have appreciated it then. Um, the AJ Styles match versus Hardy, though. Again, even though I rated it high, but that should have been something for the, for SummerSlam. Why didn't you leave it for that? Um, but, you yeah. know, you wanted a title change because you have the Thunderdome. Give me a break. Um, Bailey and Sasha's promo. Let me tell you something. I did not like it. This week, no, I either. gave it a point nope. five, especially because Naomi came out. It's like, yeah. oh my god, here we go with this fucking bullshit. Um, and for her going over on Bailey, yes, like I know they, I know it was too obvious that Naomi was gonna fucking lose both matches. Yeah, but don't have her fucking pin Bailey. Yeah, 
and fucking defeat Bailey. Yep. Like you could have had uh you know what would have worked? Have Lacey Evans come out and say, I can beat Bailey faster than you mm, can beat Sasha. That's true. And then have that them both true. fucking lose to the champs and just have fucking Bailey beat her fucking beat her a, time. Time, a second after yeah. Sasha. Yeah. You know? No. But I have agree Bailey with. fucking lose? Come yeah. on. To Naomi? To Naomi. Because yeah. now and, and you know what? That's why I feel like Bailey's gonna retain because then Naomi's gonna be like, Well, I beat you last week. True. So let's have a title match. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But at the same time though, the match in itself, it just did not make sense. It really didn't. It really didn't. And I'm I'm gonna tell you this right now, and everybody's probably gonna hate me for this. I really don't give a fuck. But if they're really gonna be pushing Naomi because of a fucking uh, Twitter trend or hashtag trend, you're fucking wrong. You are dead wrong. Yep. You do not know about wrestling. I'm going to tell you that right yep. now because Naomi does not. She had her chance. She, to me, fucked it up. There's nothing there. There is nothing there for Naomi, for me to be like, yeah, Naomi needs to be in that, in that title shot again. There isn't. I'm sorry. There isn't. There's too many mistakes that this woman does. Is she talented? Yes. I will give her that. But there's She's athletic. I'll give her that. She's that's very athletic. Obvious. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. But it's 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 just not there. It's not there. And if you seriously gonna do this because of a fucking hashtag, you're fucking stupider than I thought. And stupider is not even a goddamn word. I will agree with you though. The Sonya Deville promo was fucking cats meow, man. She made it believable. Let me tell you that. And if she was going off raw emotions because of what happened. Girl, let me tell you something. You want some advice? Keep on going with it. I'm t- I know it sounds Yo, fucked up. That slap to Dana Brooke? Let me tell you something. She slapped the she shit. She slapped the fucking shit out. She slapped her so far, so hard, it's going into the book. So, the Sonya Deville. <laughs> Bitch no, slap. <laughs> no, actually, I want to call it, uh, I just want to call it uh, Dana Brooke's face is in the book. Uh, that's how hard she slapped. She slapped it right into this book. Right, look, it's right there. See it? Uh, oh, so man. Dana Brooke's face Dana Brooke. is going into the book. <laughs> Dana Brooke's face. You just made the book. That was like perfectly done too. Uh, <laughs> but she did. She slapped the shit out of her. Um, the other one that I, I gave another low point. It was um, that. Actually, I had a few. But the one I have to point out is... Uh, uh, Lucha House Party versus Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, sloppy, this man. did have potential to be a really good match, but there was a lot of mistakes for these luchadors. I was surprised. I was yeah. like in shock. The, I huge don't think it was botch. Metallic. I think I think it was Cesaro not being in the right place. It could have been honestly like it could have been. I have to I have to look at it, at it again because yeah. they didn't. Well, at the, yeah, they did repeat it or show the replay, but he landed hard. He landed hard, yeah. and uh, yeah, I got to look at it again to make sure who was at fault. But uh, but not even that. There was a few botches and mistakes in the ring in itself. I don't know if it was because of adrenaline, because those guys are just hyped up as it is. But um, yeah, I, did, I I was disappointed more than anything. Um, the, but my side notes um, again, like I mentioned earlier, the Miz coming out last during that retribution spot. I'm telling you right now, uh, I'll be a little bit disappointed if it is the Miz behind this. Um, no, I agree now, yeah. It, especially if it's nobody new with him. Um, if it's like a few guys from NXT that's been done wrong, like a Dominic Dijakovic, okay. Um, even Tommaso Ciampa, if he's in it, I'd be like, okay, I like that. That is cool. Um, 
But if I don't know, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the the Miz being in charge. I don't want him being in charge. Um, no. Again, like I said, I will be disappointed. I think this has to be somebody totally new, either from NXT or maybe a returning star. I would I would be okay with that. Um, oh, and the other part uh, was uh, when the Lucha House Party was coming in uh, in the backstage, and then Shinsuke and Cesaro attacked him, and Kalisto just stands there and do, do, does nothing. What are you, a fucking manager? You're a fucking wrestler, dude. Help your buddies. Instead, you just now he stood has, there. Yeah, and now he has the white contacts too. Yeah. I don't like. Yeah. Ugh. So I was just, I, I was, know. I was a little disappointed with that. I'm like, wow. So Kalisto is really not gonna hit him. He's not really gonna try to attack him and be like, oh, I'm here for you. Did nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And so, what were you gonna say about uh, the Firefly? No, the Firefly uh, bronze punches, bruh. Come on. That was ridiculous, man. There's no sound. It's just Yeah. Oh my god. But then he was he it was like he was trying to make the sound too. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> the fuck out of here, man. And then when he was dumping Bray Wyatt, when he was ch- choke slamming him outside. Now, mind you, that was a quite a bit of a fall. But you still yeah. see Bray's feet like a foot away from yep. it, and I was disappointed. I was like, "Oh, if you guys, because obviously they, obviously you know, pre-recorded this. They taped this. And there's a crash pad there. Yeah, yeah, you can tell he landed in the crash pad because when he landed, his feet kicked up a little bit too. So the height yeah. wasn't really as deep as they portrayed it to be. So, you know, with the illusion, it was taken away, and I was disappointed yep. the rest of the time. The other part too was the fact that when they put Bray Wyatt into the ambulance, that one dude oh, just man. kept on yelling. Yeah. God, what are you doing? God, what are you doing? <laughs> oh my god. Was, dude, shut the fuck up. Oh my oh, god. It was, it was I'm a fan yeah, of Bray Wyatt's um thought process. I'm a fan of Bray Wyatt's promos, but Obviously, he can't control everybody, and that scene in itself, it, it had potential, but it was just ruined with a lot of things that happened. Overall, though, I gave SmackDown a 1.62 this week. Wow. Yeah. All right, so it's now time for Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Currently, Raw is ahead 9 to NXT 7 to SmackDown's 2. Yeah. Uh, according to my points and according to my entertainment value i have to go with smackdown this week i feel like smackdown was the better show of the three nxt was in the middle for me and then raw was on the bottom raw i cannot get behind raw on the ground i cannot get behind Shawn michaels appearing and i cannot get behind a lot of the atrocities that they've been doing (laughs) with the 24 7 title and the hurt business the hurt business has no business being on TV six fucking segments on a show. <laughs> it's just not manageable. It doesn't make sense to me. What about you this week? Well, I, the, I'm i like the other way around, um, uh, kind of. Um, NXT, I thought, was the way better go-home show between all three shows. Um, okay. Like It made me look forward to NXT tonight more than the other two. Um, I have Raw... And SmackDown probably had a close second where I had Raw first and then SmackDown. SmackDown was just too many mistakes. And I think it was because of the whole Thunderdome thing. I yeah. I, I could be wrong. I don't know. But obviously it was live. 
And you can yep. tell between the live and the taped between Raw and NXT. We'll see how Raw does this Monday because obviously they're going to have to do it live. But it was for me, it was like SmackDown. It was just thrown off its rocker. So how I have it is NXT, uh, Raw, and SmackDown are like almost tied for second and almost tied for last. So that, right. that's and how I have it. Yeah, I have our. So obviously we're at a point where we can't make a decision. So we have no. Elio Canella. From Wrestling POV Global, who is going to help us figure this out? Elio Canella voted in last place was Monday Night Raw. Damn. In second place was NXT. And in first place was SmackDown. Wow. So this week, SmackDown will get the win, bringing its total to three. <laughs> Raw still ahead nine to NXT seven to SmackDown's three. Nice. Um, Tony, let's get into NXT, not a porno. Triple X. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, NXT, Triple X. Uh, (laughs) All right. Predictions. Uh, Here we go. Uh, Legado del Fantasma versus Brizango versus Oni Larkin and Danny Burch for the number one contender match for the NXT Tag Team Championship. I got to go with... Legado del Fantasma. I think you know Danny Birch and Oni Larkin. They have are just like jobbers now, and uh, I can't stand Brizongo, so I have to go with uh, <laughs> Fantasma. Yeah, I was, I was, I was leaning towards that too. Um, I think it would be good for them because then if they captured the belt, they'll have all gold in their team, to, and it just makes their faction a little bit better. Um, so, yeah, no, I would go with them, but do you know who's the, the odds-on favorite to win is? Brizongo? No, only Larkin and Danny wow. Burch, yeah. And wow. I was just like, wow, they're the favorites to win? Interesting. That's weird. Okay. Yeah. Uh, That's Adam weird. Cole versus Pat McAfee. Um, I think this is just <laughs> going to be a schmoz. I think something's going to happen at the end where none of, nobody wins. So I'm going to go with no contest on this one. Uh, the odds-on okay. favor to win this, though, interesting enough, was Pat McAfee. And you know what? I'm going to pick Pat McAfee because wow. I think the Undisputed Era is going to turn on Adam Cole, baby. Oh, that'll be cool. That'll be interesting. Uh, up next, the NXT Women's Championship, Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai. Uh, odds-on favor to win this is Io Shirai. So I'm going to go with Io. Wow, I'm going to go... I want Dakota Kai. I think Dakota Kai is great on the mic. Mm -hmm. I think she uh, has a great attitude as a heel, and I think she will be a great champion. Not to say that Io Shirai is not a great champion because she's a fucking phenomenal wrestler. Mm -hmm. It's just like... Our champions need to be able to talk. If yeah. you can't give yeah. and, and, and a the, manager And just to, to get this out the way, I know you, but for everybody else, we're not saying that. Or Rick's not saying that. Or I would say it too. We're not saying that out of disrespect. No. Because we're not. <laughs> so just to get that out of the way, it's just, it is true. Uh, sometimes that's what I um, struggle with with Asuka. Um, yeah. Even though she does Oscar's try, been getting worse. But she listen, yeah, it just seems like it's getting worse, right? The the last couple of weeks, I've been noticing it's just getting worse yeah. for her. Like yeah. I don't know if it's just because she has so much fucking energy, Adrenaline, she can't get yeah. the words out. Yeah, and she's just trying to be <laughs> like I was all for it. I was all for her fucking. Yeah. All right, this is Oscar's big break. Yeah, but now it's getting a little bit too much. Yeah. And if you give her the title. 
I can't stand her fucking doing. Yeah. <laughs> or, or the word then, she uses the most is okay, okay, okay. Yeah, she does that a lot. Yeah, I'm like, so. all right, we get it. But no, I agree. I do agree with you on this. But uh, who are you going for? I'm going for uh, Dakota Kai. Oh, interesting. All right, so for the yeah. NXT North American Championship. Bronson Reed versus Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano versus Cameron Grimes versus Velveteen Dream in a ladder match. Odds on favorite to win this one is Bronson Reed. Wow. Um, There's two guys that I want to win, Mm -hmm. and that's Damian Priest and that's Cameron Grimes. Um, Oh, boy. Yeah. I don't want Bronson Reed. I don't think Bronson Reed needs a title right now. I don't want Gargano to fucking win. Jesus Christ. And I definitely don't want Velveteen to win. Yeah. So... I think it's time for Damian Priest to get some fucking gold. I agree um, with you. I would have liked it. I would have liked it to be in a regular match and not a lot of match, but yeah. so so be it. Again, well, to obviously Priest the reason say. why they did it as a ladder match is just because it it saves the other guys, you know, because they see yeah. him as credible. Um, yeah. But I do agree with you. I think Damian Priest would be the most suitable one, in my opinion. Uh, to win this championship match. But again, like I said, the odds on favor to, to win it is Bronson Reed. And lately, if, you, if you've seen, obviously, with everything going on with him, it does seem that way. But I think I think Damian Priest's time to win that championship, he has been improving a lot. Um, I think the underdog in this match is Cameron Grimes. It would That would be the more surprised factor to win this would be Cameron Grimes. Um, the, uh, main event, uh, and I'm pissed because this was already spoiled. So I'm just gonna, the (laughs) person I'm going to pick may or may not be the person that is spoiled out there. (laughs) Uh, but it is for the NXT championship, Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross. Odds on favorite to win this is Keith Lee. I'm going a thousand percent Karrion Cross. I am over this run by Keith Lee. Um, Keith Lee. Yeah, I agree with you. And, and people are mad. People are like, I didn't want this matchup. It's too soon for it's, Karrion yeah. Cross. It's too soon for Keith Lee to lose the title. Yep. But you know what? Fuck it. Keith Lee, go to the main <laughs> roster. I'm done with well, you. Well, that's why they're saying to – that's why the reasoning behind it is that's why they want to give it to, to um, Karrion Cross is because they want Keith Lee in the main roster. So it's like, yeah. okay. And and for Keith Lee to lose – they they said they'd rather have Keith Lee lose to somebody like Karen Cross for the title than to have Keith Lee lose for the American uh, North American title. You know, uh, you yeah, know, makes sense. Um, yep. So no, I agree with you. I, I'll go with uh, Karen Gr- uh, Karen Grimes. Oh my God, <laughs> Karen Cross. I'll go with him to win it. And and but they gotta have him. I think you know what? Honestly, I think Karen Cross needs to go on an undefeated streak. Yes. For a very long time. Absolutely. Very long yes. time. You yes. want him to be dominant and you want him to be probably the next best thing. You need to make him undefeated for a very long time with that title, in yep. my opinion. I agree. So that is your NXT Triple X takeover, uh, which is on tonight. So uh, make sure you listen to this show first before y'all watch the pay per view. I don't know why I went all Bianca Belair there, but. Um, all right, up next, we have the SummerSlam pay-per-view non-points game. So, you guys already know the deal. Uh, Matt Riddle versus King Corbin. Odds on favorite to win is Matt Riddle. Rick. Uh, yeah, 
<laughs> I want Corbin to win. I want Corbin to win. Well, I, he I, has I think... to win. He, every Just about every feud he's been involved in, he's been losing. He loses. I want him to, and I want him to win clean. I, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would love for him to hit the end of the days and just fucking be pin done with Riddle. it. Yeah. Riddle's not going to lose anything by losing. Yeah, no, that's opinion. true. Uh, unfortunately, though, I'm going to, if I was a betting man, I'd go with Matt Riddle on this one. Uh, up next, we have Sonya Deville versus Mandy Rose. Uh, no DQ, and the stipulation is the loser leaves WWE. Odds on favorite to win this is Sonya Deville. Wow. Yeah. Who you got? On this one, I think if going by what the unfortunate events that happened this week, I'm going to say Mandy Rose wins, so that way Sonya Deville can take a little bit of a break. Um, I'm going to disagree. I think Sonya Deville wins the match. And Could I think the Mandy curveball, leaves yeah. for a little while, and it fucks Otis's head up that he ends up leaving Tucker because Tucker's gonna be like, "Come on, Otis, you gotta get over yeah. it. Mandy's not coming uh, back." Yeah. And, he like, oh. and then all of a sudden, now we got some storytelling going on. But so I I'm did, going with I, Sonya Deville. I did hear this interesting rumor was that um, that Mandy Rose would lose, uh, and Otis would sacrifice his uh, money in the bank case. To bring her back. Wow. And yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Because honestly, where has that gone? <laughs> he ain't cashing in. <laughs> but not only he's not cashing it in, he hasn't even bring the damn briefcase out. <laughs> he doesn't even bring it out anymore. He doesn't. He doesn't give a fuck. All right. Uh, for the United States Championship, Apollo Crews versus MVP. Uh, Apollo Crews is odds on favorite to win. So. I'm going with... Uh, whew. I'm going with MVP. Really? And I think uh, it's because of Cedric and oh. uh, Cedric turns. Oh, that that would be interesting. Hey, we never see you coming, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll go with Apollo Cruz. I, I don't want to see MVP as a U.S. champion. I really don't. Yeah. Uh, for the Raw Tag Team Championship, the Street Profits versus Andrade and Angel Garza. Odds on favor to win is the Street Profits. Um, I think it's a title change. So I'm going to go with Andrade ver- and Angel Garza. I d- believe there needs to be a title change, so I'm definitely going with Angel Garza and Andrade. Nice. All right, Seth Rollins versus Dominic in a stereo, in a stereo, in a street fight. <laughs> Odds on favorite to win this one is Seth Rollins. So who do you got? Well, the rumors are that uh, Dominic Mysterio is going to be having some cool gear. Yeah, and, I saw that. Uh, Blue gonna and be white. Wearing a mask. Yeah, he's going to be wearing a mask, and he's going to come out as Prince Mysterio. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Ray is Spanish for King. Yeah. So King Mysterio, and he's going to be Prince Mysterio. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm still going with Seth Rollins, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one is a tough one. Um, I think the thing is, uh, I think Seth wants to take some time away. So uh, for me, if he wins, then he has to stick around for a little while. Um, okay. For Dominic, uh, it's the start of a storyline for him. Do you really want his first match to be a loss? Um, I'm just gonna throw this out there now, mind you. Uh, I'm gonna I'll pick Dominic for this one, but if this was the pay per view points game, I would have went with Seth Rollins. <laughs> and you know what? Because you said that, if this was a pay per view points game, I would change my pick. To Dominic <laughs> because Alistair Bl- because Alistair Black uh, okay. will come out and take out Seth so Seth can take time off. That's true. Yeah. So that's, that's what I. That's, that's where weird. I'm I went with. the opposite when it came to the baby <laughs> points game. 
Interesting. All right, for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey versus Asuka. Odds on favorite to win this, Bailey. I'm going with Bailey, and I think this could be a match of the year candidate. So it could be, yes. I agree with you. I'm going to look forward to um, that. To me, between Bailey and Sasha, Bailey is the one on the hot streak, so I'm, I'll go with Bailey. Um, for the Raw Women's Championship, Sasha Banks versus Asuka. And get this, the odds on favorite to win this is Asuka. Jesus. I'm going to go with Asuka. I think Asuka takes this one. You, they can't keep disrespecting Sasha. <laughs> well, they are. I, I hope. I hope they don't. I, I got to go with Sasha something. Banks. If, if Sasha Banks loses this match, I'm telling you right now, the internet is going to blow up. It's going to go great. And exactly the words that you just said, that's what's going to be said out there in the internet. Yep. Who, who are you going for? Bad. I'm going for Sasha. I want Sasha to get her fucking respect. Put some respect <laughs> on her name. <laughs> Nope. Uh, all right. For the Universal Championship, Braun Strowman versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt. Odds on favorite to win this is The Fiend. I, I got to go with The Fiend on this one. I wish this was the last match of the night because I feel like this has more potential to add more shit to happen yeah. at the end of the match. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I'm definitely going with the fiend on this one. Look, yeah, I agree. I think they're going to do some kind of cinematic thing, though, towards the end. Yeah. I think what's go- that's what's going to end up happening, uh, kind of similar to what they did on SmackDown, uh, where it was live right there, but then they taped some other shit because obviously you know it was taped because it was in the back. Uh, they wouldn't have done that spot in front of the crowd uh, in the Thunderdome. So uh, yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the fiend, uh, and the main event, uh, the other main event uh, for the WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. Odds-on favorite to win this, Randy Orton. Wow. Yeah. Who you got? I. This one is tough. They've been pushing Randy like he's a, a beast, like he's a badass. Um, I really do think I've said this in previous episodes where they want to take the title off Drew so that way he can win it again in front of a crowd. I think that yep. is true. So I'm going with Randy Orton. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think I think Randy Orton is on a hot streak, mm-hmm. and there's nobody hotter in the WWE right now. Yeah. Um, I have to go with Randy Orton on this one, and I want to see him win it. And uh, uh, I just think... I just don't want Ric Flair to be involved. I want it to be as smooth yeah. as possible, but you know somebody. Do you be want it clean or not? I want it clean. Really? I want fucking orange. But don't to be you clean. think that that'll hurt Drew? What? Well, what can happen is, um, I think afterwards you can have Orton line up for a punt and have someone come save Drew, mm. something like that. I understand that it may hurt Drew, but in the end, uh, no one gets up for an RKO. So that's <laughs> no, true. That is true. That is true. So, uh, so you're going with Randy? I'm going with Randy. Okay. 14-time champ. Dang. May I please have your attention? The store will be closing in five minutes. Wow. Watching us out of here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, let's just go two straight into the book. Damn it. 
Those are your pay-per-view points picks from us. All right, so on to the book. Those that are new to the show, basically what we do is we put the most ridiculous things that happen in the week of wrestling, and it's just so we can get a good laugh because we sure as hell need it in this time of this pandemic, in this crisis. And, um, yeah, we just talk about it, get a good laugh. So, ready? Yes, sir. Uh, Sam Roberts, go fuck yourself. I'll tell you this. If Sam Roberts does not appear on any pay-per-view panel this weekend... I say we take them out. I agree. Because they've listened to us. I agree. Uh, but in other words, fuck them. Uh, fuck them. Garza's cousin Speedos. Uh, we said if he wins the titles, he'll be covered up. So we could take that out. That's well. true. So that is true. He's still in there. Uh, Liv Morgan's cage wedgie. Mm. I was thinking about this, Rick. I was, I was mm. really, really thinking about this. And I just really think it's time that uh, we keep her on. Uh, <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> That stays. Come Je- on. Jeff Hardy's one gallon dehydrated piss jar. That fucking stays just because he fucking won the title, bro. That's <laughs> so fucking. Oh, God. MVP's older bro suit. That stays because he had another one on. Yeah. Uh, Jericho and Khan's demo. Yeah. Ruby Riot's green weave. That stays. Seth's man bun. He's still rocking it. Yeah. Naomi's glitter chest. It stays because she had it on yeah. this week, too. Yep. <laughs> I really, I, I, put your meat on my meat. <laughs> <laughs> That's these. Just because you want me to say that shit, don't you? Yes. <laughs> uh, put your Dom, meat on my meat. D- <laughs> yo, put your meat on my meat, yo. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Uh, Dominic's father's pants. That's <laughs> Retribution orgy sound effects. Jesus Christ. That's these. Uh, Drew's dragon breath. <laughs> stays. Uh, it stays. It stays. Uh, the blessed mother Zelina. <laughs> That's you, Rick. That's all you. She's gonna. She's gonna come out with some ridiculous shit. Yeah. on SummerSlam for uh, sure. Rick sore throat. That stays. It stays because they repeated it. I dad. I dad. <laughs> I was like, ah, cringeworthy. Uh, Mr. Magoo, Braun Strow. Uh, Braun, what? Uh, Yes, yeah, it's phone. <laughs> that stays. Fucking, w- the, these are the new entrants into the book. Uh, WWE's Eye Obsession. <laughs> that stays. Sean's god-awful beard. That's the, it's just disgusting. It looks like a bird's fucking nest. <laughs> and the last entrant into the book is Dana Brooks' face. <laughs> Because they got slapped the got fuck slapped off. Slapped to the book. All right, that's the end of the show. Uh, at the end of this, uh, this episode, what I do is I'll play a song from my playlist, and Rick just, just got to get it. But you know what? We're going to do it in a little different way to make it a little okay. bit more harder, to make it a little bit more challenging, and in memory of the one of the two Biggest badasses, in my opinion. Three-minute warning. Rosie and Umaga, three-minute warning. So we're going to call this three-second song. Three-second entrance. So you're only going to listen to three seconds of it, and you're going to have to guess what it is, Rick. Okay. Okay? Let's do it. Just so because uh, I don't know thing, people were, they weren't complaining, but they were saying they couldn't hear what you were saying during the song. So. I was like, okay, so, but whatever the last song I do decide to play, I'm just going to let it play out right off into the sunset until next week where we will give you the results of the SummerSlam pay-per-view and the NXT Triple X. And <laughs> again, just drop us a line on our Facebook page if you have any questions or comments. And um, 
not only for us, but for the global guys too. They need the work. They need some materials. Uh, we all need the materials in this pandemic. Uh, with that being said, I am your host, Tony Diaz, along with the third wheel, Rick Sorrento the third, and our intern, Miguel Go. Adios! Love, peace, and wrestling. We'll see y'all motherfuckers next week. Peace out, SummerSlam! <laughs> Alright, you ready, Rick? Three seconds. Let's do now. it, brother. Yes. That's it. That's all you get. That's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> is that Bray Wyatt? No. Papa Shango. <laughs> wow. Yes. There's Papa. no way I was getting that. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Cameron Grimes. No, it's not. Last no, LaRue from WCW. <laughs> wow. That was terrible. All right. Here we go. Is that Ricochet? Nope. Uh, Justin Gabriel. Yo, these are... Get me some guys I know. <laughs> Making me look bad. All right, here we go. Is that the Repo Man? <laughs> Eugene. Dusty Rose? <laughs> Eugene. Eugene? All right, one more. All right, here we go. Rusev. No. Russia? They Lana? U- they use it as Lana's. Lana's name. Yeah. The Russia. Right, last one. Last one. You, got, you, gotta, one you gotta get one. I told you it was gonna be hard. Matt Cardona. Yeah, he's Matt Cardona now. <laughs> you know it, bro. Strong Island. Fucking loser. Damn, Rick. We don't own the rights. Jesus. All right, we do not own the rights. We'll see you next week. <laughs>